Welcome everyone to Mark Out of 10, the discussion-based wrestling podcast where opinions mean everything and nothing at the same time. You'll see a slight difference this time where we're actually on camera. Hello. Hi. What a difference <laughs> What a difference a week makes as the perceived plans for WrestleMania that the entire world thought got turned on its head. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more along with us listener Pop 10 crowd reactions. Whether it's the pop, the gasp, or it's just simply giving you goosebumps. Let's talk about it. First up, I'm the Mark's Mark Shields, and my co-host, our near-fall Nostradamus, the man who, when he predicts he creates a bypass on the road to WrestleMania, the housewife's favourite heel, Hoxie. How are we doing, Hoxie? I'm very well. I'm very well. The near-fall Nostradamus, mate. I like that. Or Nostradamus, which is what I like to call myself sometimes. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm devastated when I think of that. It's annoyed me. Um, this is weird, being able to yeah. see myself and also see you i'm looking this the camera's there hi and then he's over there so i don't know whether to speak to you guys or speak to shields i don't know i'm just going to be splitting between what are you saying how are you doing what are you saying yeah not bad um well, we're going to see how this goes. If you if you're what if you're seeing us now for the first time, then you know the recording. Everything's worked fine. If you don't see us, then it's, something's went fucking horribly wrong. So no, we've uh, yeah, <laughs> we've can <Yeah. laughs> we've just been it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, it's been no, it's been decent, mate. It's been decent. We had um, good response from the last podcast, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's getting better all the time. I'm really enjoying it. So yeah, it's it's all good in the hood. Um, yeah. We had an email this week, Hoxie. We did have an email. We actually had another email. How would they possibly send us an email, Shields? What would they do to do that? (laughs) Well, the way you do that, guys, you can send us at wrestlemark10.com or you could sub to our YouTube channel, comment on that, or tweet us at mark underscore out of 10. That would be greatly appreciated. But yes, it's someone that's actually usually comments on our YouTube channel, but he felt it necessary to email us. So let me just load up just now and then we'll read it out to you. Okay, so it's from our good friend, Pac Sam or Sam. um, And he starts, now then boys, just finished the entrance theme podcast. Absolutely fantastic stuff. I had too much to say to tweet or YouTube comments. So here goes. Firstly, Shields, the Dead Man Walking Taker theme was a phenomenal shout. I forgot how brilliant it was. Hoxie, when you were talking about Austin's music, Mankind winning the title is exactly where my mind goes to. Iconic. You both had some belters in there that I'd not even thought of. Definitely didn't give myself enough time with this list, but here's mine. Number 10, Kane, Slow Chemical. The full song is amazing. Number 9, DX. 8, Hulk Hogan. 7, Triple H, The Game. Six, Bobby Roode, Glorious. Didn't make my list last week. Five was The Undertaker, Rolling. Four was The Rock. Three, CM Punk's Cult of Personality. Two, Edge, Metalingus. One, Stone Cold, obviously. Yeah. And his honourable mention, <laughs> Oh, You Didn't Know. Of course, it's The New Age Outlaws. That's a great shout, actually. The New Age yeah. Outlaws was amazing. Yeah. Now, he asks us a question. On the Rumble, do either of you think that Punk was maybe meant to win it, but called an audible when he knew he was injured? The whole thing is a mess now, to be honest. I guess we'll get some kind of clarification on what's going on at this press conference thing they're doing today, Thursday. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the Rumble, Mania season, or listening to you guys, or a combination of all three, but my love for wrestling has been well and truly rekindled. Cheers, Sam. It's very kind of you, Sam. Thank you. That's great. Um, That's great. That last little bit. That's brilliant. 
That's brilliant. That's what it's all about, right? Changing Going back to your question. One podcast at a time. <laughs> That's it, mate. So on the rumble, do you think an audible was called? Or do you think it was actually... Because I, I, depending on how you answer this, I've got a question for you. So what do you think? Audible, ye or nay? No. I, th- I think there's... There's the, there was there's way 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 too much on the line there because like the, the other the other question to that is hold on I'm I'm thinking about it in my brain rather than having dead air and me thinking so the the but, outcome if if Punk one would have been him challenging Rollins and that would have been a bit mm-hmm. meh and obviously on the flip side of that it's, it's an interesting question go on. Follow up it is an interesting question. question because, so if, and I think Meltzer said this very sim- similar this week as well, and you know, <laughs> you know our Meltzer. opinions on Meltzer, but indeed, um, but you know, <laughs> if, if, if Cody was, sorry, if, if Rock was always supposed to be against Reigns, which was apparently always supposed to be the plan. Uh-huh. Right, if Rock was always supposed to be against Reigns, and it was always scripted that uh, Punk was up against Rollins, why would Cody have won the Rumble? You know, if, if those two yeah. main events yeah, yeah, were already yeah. predetermined, yeah, you know that, that that's the why that's is the, the question. There? Why is it that outcome? Yeah, I, I I think it's it's way too much of a bigger deal. I I think they could have explained their way out of an injury. A lot easier, and obviously we'll talk about this quite uh, quite soon. Um, the oh, I I know I've won the rumble, but I've got a friend who wants to wrestle at WrestleMania instead. Like that's bullshit. That's a massive, massive, massive. I'd I'd rather Punk have won it and then come out on Raw and said, you know what, guys, I've won this, but I'm fucked. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my opportunity to a wrestler. Or whatever. No, they, they could have made the elimination chamber an actual thing then. A, a number one contenders situation. They could have got themselves and Triple H and Pritchard and all those guys who are who are in charge of sort of the the booking right now. They're clever enough to realise that that would have been. They had lots of time. Punk was injured early on. They had a good fifteen twenty minutes to make that decision. Yeah, they would have come to that conclusion quite quickly. I think. I know we talk about like. Oh, the Rock was always going to be resting reins and stuff. Nothing is ever certain. Plans change, pal. You know what I mean? Nothing's ever certain. Card subject to change, right? Card subject to change, exactly. So it's not necessarily like this is the way it was always going to be. The Rock probably thought, "Oh, I ain't having fucking Dusty's kid. We take my main event mania or something like." It was like, "I'm going to do it." Because there's rumours that he's in charge now, right? He's in charge of creative. There's big rumours and, and, and conjecture yeah, yeah. about this being the situation. So there's there's a lot more to it than that. I, I, I think the audible situation I, I don't I don't personally it might come out and I'll and I'll hold my hands up, but I don't think that that was an audible call. I think that was the plan. Something might have changed or that was the plan all the way through. Whichever way you look at it, it's an absolute mm. fucking monstrosity. How excited were we, like two, three weeks ago, about going yep. into WrestleMania and all the repercussions of what's going to happen over the next couple of, like the next couple of weeks, the next pay per view, blah, 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 blah. It's took an injury and whatever they're doing with fucking Cordy and The Rock to make my erection disappear. 
<laughs> Basically, like it's just <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like I, I just don't. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy, it's, but I don't. Think I suppose we'll, we'll learn. I, I really we'll learn think. more. Yeah, you don't think? No. Cheers, guys. Anyway. Interesting. Cheers, guys. But, but I, I hope that answers your question, um, Sam. I mean, it doesn't, but yeah. tough. It's what we can do, just, right? It's just one fucking weird Northerner's opinion, right? But I really don't think that that was, this, that that was the case. If it was, like I said, fair enough, but there's way more at stake. It's not a... It's not a it's yeah. Just let him drop it and we'll, we'll sort it out after. They would have had time to think about it and, and work out what they were going to do and... And I don't think that that would have been the case. There's other options. There's better options. Do they much have... cleverer people to work that out than me? Yeah. And you? Do they have the thing. plans already? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Do they? Do you think they already have the plans? So, like, obviously, they've been. There has been numerous mishaps happen in Rumble. You know, in terms of, you know, people getting eliminated when they shouldn't be, double eliminations, etc. When it is, and mm -hmm. had to change on the cuff. Do you think mm -hmm. they already have those plans sort of pre-made? In terms of like a plan B, right, if Punk does get injured, yeah, plan B, a plan C, plan D, because anything can happen in the Rumble, right? Because it's we're talking about thirty individuals that well, yeah. the, uh, entertainment, entertainment, <clears throat> the pandas will sue us. Um, but yeah, it's you, you just wonder. We'll never ever know unless they physically come out and say, right, this was the plan, which will probably yeah, never ever happen unless like I don't know, mm -hmm. Triple H fears from his life from Punk. You know, if Punk confronts him. Um, uh, but yeah, all that we can say is it's definitely been a wild week. Okay, it, a lot of stuff has happened, um, it's been and I think this particular—it's <laughs> <laughs> been fucking crazy, right? Uh, for the first time since nineteen ninety-seven, the People's Champ, the Great One, the most electrifying man in all of entertainment, was viciously booed, and you know. He became a monster heel without even really doing anything. Didn't utter a word on SmackDown when Cody um, came out. I haven't seen the likes of it in a long, long time because it was revealed that he is going to go one-on-one -on -one with the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Now, I say it's been revealed. I still think there's a twist, Hoxie. I still think there's, there's still something going there's to happen to at this. There's more to it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, They've made such a massive deal about this press conference. Now, obviously, the press conference is going to be a big thing, but they've made such a massive deal that The Rock's going to be there, Cody's going to be there. Apparently, uh, I was reading just before we came on, Cody's being very cryptic just now. He released something, I don't know if it was on his Twitter or Instagram, saying he's made a decision. You know, because he yeah. technically, you know, and The Rock is, is sort of bad-mouthed um, Cody Rhodes's... Um, fans again if you haven't seen it check out all the like the dirt sheets and stuff so i still think there's a twist in the tail somewhere i, I, I hope mean, there is what, what we didn't i hope there is yeah yeah it's, i mean um, could we see cool. cody rock night one and then the winner that. whoever that may be going into night two against roman reigns it would be good it's not something we thought of you know there for that um but th then that opens up who would Seth Rollins' face, you know, and with the rumours, again, I've heard on the sort of grapevine is triple threat, Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn. And a triple threat. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. fill me with, it doesn't make my belly go fizz, fizzy, but, you know, no. I just don't know. Just don't know. 
Thoughts, Hoxie, on The Rock being booed for the first time, major first time since 1997. We're talking like die Rocky die levels of like Rocky sucks. Well, <clears throat> you, you can't really, you can't really blame them or blame the fans or blame people for this reaction because I think everybody's what we, we've spoke about it. The different sort of way that we would book it if we had the pencil or the pen or whatever, the way that we would go through and, and do what we needed to do. Um, we want these matches. We want like Punk and Rollins or, or like the Rock and Reigns or Cody and, and Reigns and all these, all these different sort of machinations of this outcome. And then we end up with, because <laughs> it just makes the Rumble pointless, doesn't it? How much does it shit all over the Royal Rumble, right? <clears throat> You've got, they make this big deal that the number one contender going into WrestleMania is going to be the winner of the Royal Rumble. It's all, well, not always been that, but it's been like that for the majority of the time. And it's a big thing. It's a big deal. And then it's like, oh, Cody's won. Brilliant. Nah, I, um, I know I've won, but I'm going to give it to my mate. It's like, oh, blur. And the Rock is, I think people have got respect now. And it's changed. Like The Rock is still obviously a star. He's still The Rock. He's still one of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling. Um, but he hasn't been there for a long time. We fans are smarter now in terms of understanding the news. They know he's in charge with like he's on the board with TKO and all that sort of stuff. And it's like we don't want this. It's a bit like with Batista and like Triple H and Daniel Bryan or whatever. Like yeah. they they didn't want Batista. They wanted. Daniel Bryan, and it's a very kind. Yeah. We spoke about this, didn't we? It's a very similar sort of outcome to that situation. So we, well, yeah. we want this. We 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 had a groundswell. We made they feel we feel that we made this happen, and now it's not happening. So we don't like that. And it could have been anybody on the end of that. It could have been well, whoever doesn't matter. Interface the rock with somebody else. I think you're still going to get exactly the same um, situation. I've just realized when I'm talking with my hand, it makes my hand look absolutely massive, but it's really close to the camera, like a big fucking <laughs> Andre the Giant hand. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, my hand isn't that wow. big, guys. It's just really, <laughs> really close to the camera. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, it's just really far away. It's really far away. I've got a tiny head and a massive hand. But... Um, like I said, it, it, it's it, it's a bit like when you know when Fergie took over at Man United. Like whoever's going to have that yeah. <laughs> fucking job after Fergie. I, when sorry, when Fergie left United, like whoever's going to have that job after him, it's going to be shit, and people are not going to like it. Yeah, Everyone's David Moyes is going to hate him to nothing. Yeah, exactly. So it's a little bit like with this situation. What well, I think what makes it even worse is that it was such public knowledge that The Rock has got a board position. Yeah, and. Obviously, like everybody is assuming it's a power play from him. I mean, you said it yourself, right? As a case of you said it earlier, is it as him saying about Dusty's kid, blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. I think if they'd kept that under wraps, it still wouldn't have been a positive play, but I don't mm -hmm. think it would have been as toxic. I think a lot of people. There's stuff that I've seen on Twitter, and you know, and Twitter's not the, the best place to go for like, <laughs> um, same thoughts. But they're talking about it's the whole creative control that Hulk Hogan had in WCW. It's that, yeah. it's that similar sort of vibe, you know, putting himself over 
in places they probably shouldn't have been. Um, for me, I mean, brother. that's a very extreme example, but you know, yeah, exactly. It doesn't work for me, brother. Um, he's there, like you said. There's, yeah, there's rumors. Like he's, say, in, he's in charge. There's rumors he's in charge. So why not? I want to put myself in. It's WrestleMania forty or whatever XL. It's a big mm, WrestleMania. XL. It's probably the main opportunity, the biggest opportunity in the probably the most high profile match of the card. The Rock's a clever business guy anyway. He's a clever cookie. He's going to put himself yep. into that position. It's very simple, isn't it? Really, regardless of what we it's want, business, it's right? like it's that's exactly. It's not the wrestling friendless. It's the wrestling business, right? So like he, he's going well, there. I mean, the I'm just going to say. I'm get I'm getting what I want, you know. But I, I still don't want to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So exactly. Shields wins. Shields wins. Yeah. But no, yeah. um, you know, I, as I've said before, my opinions on Cody are, are very apparent. But I just want the story to finish, and you know, wait and see. Like I say, I, I'm, there there is something, and obviously we, we're recording this prior to the um, press conference. The press conference. Potentially yeah. there'll be something. When is the press conference? Potentially there'll be something. It's today. It's today, tonight. yeah. Tonight. Um, yeah. So what we'll do is we'll keep an eye on the sort of dirt sheets and stuff as it goes. Um, yeah, so let's have a look. Cody Rhodes shares cryptic message about WWE WrestleMania decision before press conference. Uh, da, 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 da. Despite removing himself from facing Reigns, Rose, Rhodes neglected to answer what his mania plans were Monday on Raw when confronted by WWE World Heavyweight Champion Seth Rollins. Now it appears Cody's finally made up his mind taking to his Instagram story around noontime, so I'm assuming that was UK time, Rhodes cryptically posted that he had made a decision though he wouldn't elaborate. Like I say, there's there's a twist in the tale somewhere that WWE have been very, very clever in terms of they've still got time to change direction if they need to. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're not talking it's coming out like Elimination Chamber where we're talking a matter of weeks. We've still got time to like see how this unfolds and unravels, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, what was it? The Rock said. Give me a second. What was it he said? Can I see it? Uh, da, da, da. <laughs> um, I love Cody. I love his passionate fans. Then there's the other passionate fans of Cody, and they're called the Cody Crybabies. These are grown ass men. <laughs> Fucking love it. Cody and Crybabies. Ah oh, dear, dear. You know, we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see what happens. It's got. It's going to be interesting, Hoxie. It's going to be interesting. And I, it's, and this is. I know, not necessarily as enthused as I was a couple of weeks ago with what with what's going on, but it's still keeping us guessing, and it's still keeping us talking about it, and it's, it's making us think and making us use the old grey matter, which is, which is. You really can't say that from like recent memory with things. So it's still, it's still, it's still cool, but it's not as cool and as exciting as it could be. Well, it's like we say, we, we haven't had it in such a long time, have we? In terms nope. of, we don't, we still don't know what's going to happen, you know. And you know, we we've talked about this for a few weeks now in terms of um, the fallout from the Rumble. What's going to happen at Mania? Yeah. And not one of us guessed that Cody was going to win it. He was then going to <laughs> turn down the opportunity to go against um, and give it to the Roman Rock. Reigns and yeah. give it to the Rock. We didn't predict yeah. that, you know. No, we that's, that's not, not a prediction. That's a spoiler. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 
hopefully we'll find out more as um, we get through this podcast and we will sort of reveal it live or as live as it can be when we release this on Sunday. Um, There is more news that we're going to talk about in wrestling, but um, we're going to do that in between the lists as opposed to we don't have a Royal Fumble. This could be a future Royal Fumble. Who knows, Hoxie? Um, Okay, so we're going to go on. (laughs) I don't know. Positivity, Hoxie, positivity. I'm, I'm always a positive guy. Always a positive guy. Rocky sucks. Be a positive Polly, not a negative Nancy. Not a negative Nancy. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so top 10 list time. We are going to talk about crowd reactions. As I said in the intro, it's about the pop, it's about the gasp of the audience, or it's about the goosebumps that it gives you as the person that's watching. Um, it could be, an, as I say, an individual pop. It could be a sustained period of time pop or just something that makes you feel something. So I think a lot of this is going to be very, very unique to us and why it makes us feel this way. It's basically um, the crowd. It's over to you. You're... It's basically the crowd going mental, yeah. isn't it, really? So it could be Pretty for much, yeah. a minute or it could be for 10 minutes, or whatever. It's just 100%. that relentless reaction from a crowd just fucking all into anything. What's going on? I'm so excited for this thing. 100%. Really, really excited for this. It's going to be good. Once again, it's a little bit like the wrestling themes from last week. It's how it makes us feel. It's not like an opinion thing like, yeah. oh, I think uh, I think Randy Orton's a twat and I don't like him. Like, well, I think he's really good. It's like, this makes me feel something. And there's nobody, what anyone has says, yep. no one, what anyone says to you, they can't tell you how you feel. And that's the best thing. And that's why wrestling 100%. is amazing because it makes you feel all tingly and warm inside or really angry or whatever. So I'm buzzing my little tits off of it. So I'm going first. I love it. Number You're 10 for first. me. Number 10. So yeah. my number 10 is what I think um, is the whole reason that we are here today, really, probably, um, is WrestleMania 3. It is Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant. It is the body slam heard around the world, basically. Um, The match was dog shit. The feud was incredible, transcended anything that's ever happened in wrestling before. People might argue with the old uh, Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler thing, like whatever. This was just the nth degree of anything that's ever happened in wrestling. This was a worldwide phenomenon. This is what started that rock and wrestling journey. Um, And this is the whole reason why we're here. That WrestleMania 3 was the biggest card. It was the biggest risk that Vince McMahon ever took. And if it didn't pay off, they would be in the shit and they probably wouldn't have been around for much longer after that. Um, That feud, Bobby Heenan getting involved, like laying out or doing all the promos for Andre. You've got this, the the biggest guy that's ever been in a wrestling ring against the biggest character, the biggest personality that's ever been in the wrestling ring. Um, It's what, 15 minute match, whatever it was. Most of it was was bear hugs and holds and nerve holds and fucking Andre bless him using the ropes to walk around. But as soon as Hogan picked him up and slammed him and hit him with that leg drop, there was 750,000 people in the arena, according to WWE, whatever it was, 80,000 people in the, in the <laughs> arena at WrestleMania three, um, just going, was it, was it the, I'm going to do a Hogan now. It wasn't the Superdome. It was the Silverdome, wasn't it? It was the Pontiac Silver Silverdome Dome. Yep. Um, in Michigan. 
Um, just yeah, slam that, heard around the world. The slam heard around the world, basically. Just 80,000 people in unison and millions of people around the world in unison just jumping up in absolute, just just absolute, just maniacal levels of craziness. Um, and that was it. Off to the races. Wrestling was never the same. It was always better than it ever was before. Um, and that's the reason. Genu I genuinely think as much as Hogan gets shit on or whatever, like I said, we talk about the way wrestling makes us feel, blah, blah, blah. Um, that is the reason we're sat here today talking about wrestling is because of what happened that day. Um, there's lots of stuff from then that are sliding doors moments, but I think yep. from an importance moment in the history of wrestling, Hogan slamming Andre the Giant is probably top of the mountain for me. It's a really, really big moment, and the reaction really and everything—just an insane, insane reaction. All the flash bulbs going off, the fucking camera was shaking, like people were fucking fainting and passing out, and just mad shit. Hogan slams Andre, number ten. Had to make it on my list, not for necessarily how it makes me feel, but how the whole of wrestling makes me feel, and this was the pivotal moment for yeah. that. I mean, we'll definitely talk about Hogan slamming Andre later. I would and imagine we by later, I mean <laughs> right now, because my number ten is Hogan <laughs> slamming Andre. What um, the fuck? Ba basically, absolutely everything you've just said there. It's, I, I think, they built it so well because Andre was such a obviously he he was he was the guy, right? He what he was the 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 boss. He was the attraction. And he was the boss. He was mate. the boss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was. And this, the body slam symbolised, and it was the passing of the torch, because Andre didn't let anybody body slam him, you know? And Andre knew that Hogan was the next thing in wrestling. He was going to be the, mm -hmm. the sort of main attraction, right? Yeah. And I think it's, it's the build-up to the pop for me, you know? It's a case of, you know, Hogan struggling to try and lift him, etc. And then you know, he does the Hulk up and then it, it's the body slam. And like you say, it's the, the, the sheer cheer or, and and that cheer sort of symbolises where wrestling went. So, yeah, it had to be a malice and, you yeah, know, it's just mental. It's on number 10. Uh, so there you go. I, I I'm just going to reiterate this. For those who haven't listened to the podcast before, firstly, why not? But on top of that, we do not discuss these lists at all. No. Before no, we do, we don't even mention to each, we'll discuss about how many we've got on or how much of a struggle it was, but we never, hand on heart, scouts on it. I know you can see us all right now. Look into my eyes, not around the eyes, look into the eyes. We never, ever discuss these lists before we come online. Um, no. It fascinates me sometimes how close we get with certain things. It's fucking crazy. It's crazy. Um, I don't mind joking about this, but our so menstrual cycles that's, will that's, be sinking very soon. <laughs> they really will. <laughs> oh, dear. The thing is, though, that there are certain points in wrestling, if you're a true wrestling fan, right? Because I guarantee, I, I knew that Hogan slamming Andre was going to be on your list. I just knew, right? Yeah. And I could probably guess maybe two or three others that are potentially going to be on your list for whatever reason, okay? Yeah. I, I, I can't predict what position, but... I could make a pretty good guess. And obviously the guys that you know wrestling-wise, they could probably do the same, right? And I think if you're if you're a proper fan of wrestling, there will be key moments in time, okay, that will that, that just 
sort of bind ev- and this sounds really cliche but it does it sort of binds every sort of proper wrestling fan you know if if you if you love wrestling if you you like what what it's about there'll be certain moments and p- pinpoints in history where it it just makes everybody feel the same sort of way so yeah it's, it's really interesting it's quite cool that we're st- we've got the same number 10 it's mad um it's mad it is mad okay but it's moving on swiftly I guess you just just rearrange what you're what you're saying. People who understand wrestling and they understand the importance of certain things, they might not like Andre and Hogan. They might be 15 years old no. or whatever, but if they get it, they'll see that this is important. There might be somebody who is older than this, who was a wrestling fan in the 60s or the 70s or whatever, who'll be like, "Oh, back in my day, Buster Douglas was the best wrestler I've ever seen." Like he will or they will understand that Hogan slamming Andre wasn't was a big deal. Um, I, I think it's yeah, it's a pivotal moment in in history, wrestling I, history I think, especially. I think popular what I'm culture going to do is as give well. an example here. Go on. Right, I'm I'm going to give an example. Right, and it's two opposite ends of the spectrum. We've got the Young Bucks and we've got MGF. Right, <laughs> the Young Bucks are if we're talking about the Hogan Slam and Andre, right? They're talking about the pop, right? Whereas MGF would be about what that pop then represents for the rest of the wrestling business. That's the difference between like wrestlers. If we're talking about that, that's the two different ends of the scale we're talking about here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've got people that like just the pop, but we've got people that also understand what the pop means for the rest of the sort of industry and, and the journey that is taken from there. And I think you put it best yourself. This is, this is what started. This was the catalyst. Okay. There, this was the, probably I would say the first mainstream pop. You know, there's been pops, obviously, in wrestling. There were pops mm-hmm. in WWF beforehand. Mm-hmm. But this is the one, you know, if, if, you, if you watch any WWE programming now, whenever they're doing the, the precursor to the, the actual shows, what's yeah, the first they're, thing they're they show you? Then now forever thing or whatever, yeah. Then yeah, now exactly. forever. Yeah, what's the first yeah. thing they show you? Yeah. You know, and that's the difference. Um, so you, you'll have the fan, like your sort of pop monkeys, you know, you, the fans of the Young Bucks who, who who want to see something cool. And do you want to know something? That's absolutely fine, right? There's a place for them in wrestling. You know, uh, Jim Cornette will probably disagree, but there is a place, right? It's, it's, you know what I mean? But you're not going to be able to please everybody with that. Like, I, I like to think of myself as, like, the old-school wrestling fan that likes the storylines, likes the character development. Love a pop, you know? You do. You, 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 love, a, you love a really yeah. cool spot where you can yeah, go, yeah, yeah, holy yeah. shit, right? What yeah. the fuck? Because, because you want... One of the key things about um, suspending like your your disbelief or whatever it is, it's, it's about they're doing shit that I can't do. That's what you want, right? These larger-than-life characters, these larger-than-life superstars, but yep. at the same time, you, you want that, you want to be able to relate to them at the same time. So yep. You'll be able to invest yeah, in Sorry, that. went on. Yeah. Yeah, went yep. on a bit of tangent there. But cool. Booze and yeas are better than news and ours. <clears throat> Booze and yeas. Absolutely. So Hogan Slam and Andre is both Minor Hoxie's number 10. So on to my number nine. Yep. This is this particular match, Monday Night Raw, was a cage match and it was the pop, the crowd reaction when Daniel Bryan actually left the Wyatt family. And this catapulted Daniel Bryan to that upper echelon in WWE and there's a moment where Daniel Bryan is actually concussed and he's sitting on top of the cage and he's doing the yes chant 
and everybody in that audience is doing the yes chant as well. Mm -hmm. And we hadn't seen anything like that to that degree since like the Attitude Era. And for me, as soon as I saw that, that was one of those ones that you record it on like Sky Plus, you rewind it back and watch it over and over again. And there's certain <laughs> moments, again, probably on this list that you'll go, holy fuck, like that, that's incredible. It's just watching everybody in that crowd just going, yes, yes. And it was the build up to it as well. It's all about the build for me. Yeah. And you can see that something's going to happen. It's when he, he gives himself to Bray Wyatt in order to give him the sister Abigail, then pushes out of it. And then he, he does like the yes kicks and then takes off the, like the Wyatt family robe. And it's these, it's like his burgundy short end. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like the burgundy trunks and the burgundy, um, boots and it's just like holy shit this is the like, sort of the rebirth of daniel bryan he's back yeah that's what you want and like i say it's just that sheer intense pop from the crowd was just fucking hell and it, yeah it, it does it's like goosebumps you again just goosebumps. thinking about yeah, yeah 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 and that's what it's about right and yeah i think everybody knew daniel bryan was a phenomenal or is a phenomenal professional wrestler right he is he's he's one of the greatest ring, of all time very few people can touch him yeah absolutely if you're talking in-ring talent absolutely but this made him from a professional wrestler to a superstar you know and we don't like the word superstar but this is what we're talking about in wwe that, that, that's that's what really moved him was that being able to connect with the crowd to that stage where every man woman and child in there we're doing the yes chant, and for me, that was phenomenal. And most people at home are probably list. fucking doing it as well. They will be sat on their sofas doing yeah. exactly the same thing. Yeah, we, you know, and I mean, and and no, I, we talk I about would... transcending sports. Yep, right, and that transcended sport because if you went to like American football games or baseball games, the yes chants were going. You know, so yeah, for me, it had to be part of this list because it's a, it's a modern day classic, essentially. I think there's there's a term that that like I would I would use for something like that and it's basically becoming a made guy like you you you're a made yeah. guy with in that situation um people will say like oh you're not made until you win a title like no 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 it, it, you don't necessarily need to be a WWE champion or a wrestling champion or whatever to be a made guy to say for example somebody like Roddy Weisman or whatever yeah so it, it it's that situation where and and that moment really was was like a turning point in the the outcome that we got at WrestleMania with him winning the titles, right? That was that was basically like the moment where it was probably knowing knowing the way I say knowing the way Vince, but knowing the way Vince works in that sort of mindset and that mind frame within the business, that was probably like a little bit of a litmus test for that. Um, and I think mm. that's where it really that people were there for it. They wanted it to happen, but that's where it started to to that that groundswell of that people's movement to make this happen for Daniel Bryan. Um, like obviously, we've discussed this before. It wasn't. I don't think it was ever the plan to have that, but no. everybody made that happen, and and that was the that was that jump point. That was the catalyst for it, definitely. Definitely. It was the catalyst for that, but it was, it was also the turning point for WWE to, you know, everybody was talking about they listened to the WWE universe, but this mm -hmm. was the, probably the first time that they, they pivoted in order to 
placate's the wrong word, but you know, it's to, just to satisfy the audience a little bit because everything was all about Vince McMahon's wet dream, right? That, that that's all. Yeah. That's all it was. All the big boys having but, a, having a fight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, and, and you know, t- the the real test of time is even AEW fans who we know are the hardcore fans in terms of the indie darling um, people, they still do the yes chant now. And and that for me, like you say, made man, that, independent that's testament shows. to how over... Independent shows yeah. that I work on, smaller shows, they still do it now. They'll do a yes and a no. It's mad. It's mental. It's mental. Um, yeah, dude, it's not on my list. I can totally understand why. Um, so. I'm there for it. I'm here for it. Um, I don't disagree. It's a yeah big moment. I was dude. That was two thousand and huge. Two thousand fourteen, man. It's like nearly ten Holy years. Fuck, well, yeah, yeah, it's well, over ten years ago. Um, that makes crazy, me right? a feel old as shit, <laughs> but b it doesn't seem that long ago for me. If no, it says doesn't, ten no. years ago. I think like you know what I mean. I, I, I don't think it's 2024 now. If someone says to me 10 years ago, I think it's like 2005 or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fucking crazy. Um, but yeah, 2014, man. It's nuts. Nuts. Holy shit. So yeah. Okay, Hawksy, over to you, your number nine. Dude, so my number nine, I, I remember I remember where I was. I can remember who I was watching this with. Um, I can re- remember my reaction. Um, do you know we, we talk about reactions of crowds and stuff? I like matched that reaction. It's all, it was almost like a like a Tourette's response. It was like a guttural response to this happening. So this is WrestleMania thirty three, okay? Um, which okay. was there was a a, a four way tag match. So you had Gallows and Anderson, Cesaro and Sheamus, Enzo and Cass, and then you have the. Yeah, um, the the hosts of WrestleMania um, coming out. Uh, who 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 is gonna who is gonna who's gonna be the fourth team? And then that fucking Hardy Boys music hits, and I literally jumped off my. What were, were you doing? Were you doing there? I started to do that. <laughs> I jumped off, and I just stood there. I, well, Miss Kelly was watching it with me, and she, I jumped up. I was just like, I stood there, just like. Like that, like looking at the telly, like, oh. And she's like, what are you doing? I was like, it's the fucking Hardy Boys. <laughs> like, I got, like, it got all over me. I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. As soon as that, mm-hmm. like that music hit, I lost my shit. And then I started doing the dance. That, like I said, the way it made me feel, that, that guttural response yeah. that just came out of me. It wasn't like, oh, yeah, like Hardy Boys. It was just like, oh what the fuck do I do? Like my body was just in like overdrive and that, that just, yeah. yeah, just the way it made me feel. And it was so good. Such a great secret. Nobody expected it at all. Great, great, great surprise. Um, and yeah, it had to, it had to get it, to get it on my list. There's a couple that I got rid of to get this one on there. Um, so I'm really happy that it's on there because it won't make me feel. Hardy Boys, WrestleMania 33. This until, basically, before we got on the call together, um, this was my honourable mention, but I took it off. Um, okay. But I totally 100% agree with you, though. It was up until yeah. the very last minute. It was on my sort of wider list. Um, two things I want to say about it is I think the New Day played that part so fucking they well. Everybody thought, thought it was going to be them. They were they? so yeah. good. 
Yep. Yeah, because because I was like, oh, <sighs> okay, fair enough. Because like you say, no one knew that the Hardys were going to be there, right? It was it was such a well kept secret, which don't, doesn't happen very often. The only disappointing thing I thought was Matt being broken, Matt. You Not know, OG Matt. Yeah. Yeah, not OG I, Matt. That that's the only little thing that that I could say as a negative towards it because you had to be like a proper hardcore fan to understand why I was going delightful, you know. But um, uh, it's yeah, it was such a, a a great moment. And you know, if you go into any YouTube uh, channel or any YouTube video about the pops or crowd reactions, that's always yeah, going to be on that list. It's going to be on there because it? it's just yeah. phenomenal. And so it happened phenomenal. in Mania. Like there's always big crowds at Mania. Like in. Oh, dude! Oh, love it. The re-debut of the Hardy Boys. Love it. I need. So I need so, to. So good. Like, I, I need to watch these. But I'm going to go and watch my list back. That's what I'm going to do after this. When we finish recording, I'm going to go and chill in bed, and I'm going to watch every single one of these that's on my list and get really excited about them again. So yeah, brilliant. Yep, love it. Cool. Okay, Hoxie, over to you. Your number eight. My number eight is um, it's something that we've spoken or I've spoke about on. Um, on the show before, on the podcast before, in uh, a matches, uh, the matches show that we did. This is in your house, Canadian Stampede from 1997. Um, yep. I, we've watched this on stream before. Um, I wouldn't say I introduced you to this, if you know what I mean, but I think I reintroduced you to the brilliance of this match, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, if anybody yeah. hasn't seen this or didn't know what don't know what I'm talking about, it was a, a, in your house pay per view, so one of the the lesser pay per views from from 1997, which is the best year in wrestling, in my opinion. Um, it's the main event match, um, so it's basically Team Bret Hart. Um, I need to just bear with. I just need to Google this. Um, it was in your house 16 I just need to make sure I've got all the people right because I know them but I don't 100% know them so Hart Foundation, Bret Hart, Pillman Rich Bulldog, Jim Neidhart and Owen Hart and they defeated Shamrock, Goldust LOD for fuck's sake and Stone Cold Steve Austin all of this match was all of this pay-per-view was basically built around this match this match like the, the whole main event went like 40 minutes, the match was like 20 odd or whatever but the whole sort of like main event time went about 40 minutes um, and they were only like two hour pay-per-views weren't they the in house ones and the, yeah. I've said about this before the crowds um, in Canada were so into this match that the fact that they were jumping around and the noise that they were making was actually interfering with the camera feed yeah. the only other thing that I've ever seen that on is uh, at Live Aid the camera starts to yeah, like yeah. it was vibrating that much because of how much noise and effort and music and sounds going on. There was twelve thousand people at the Canadian the Canadian Stampede. That's how much of a big deal Bret Hart and the Hart Foundation were. And at the time when Stone Cold was the heel, he was the face in America, but he was the heel in Canada. That whole thing, yeah. but just that crowd reaction for that whole fucking forty minutes, and then all the Hart family got in and Stu and fucking like everyone. You know what I mean, yeah, you, yeah, big bastard here. Yeah. Like they got in at the end. Just the crowd <laughs> were with it all the fucking way all through. Um, it's one of the. It's one of my favorite matches ever. It's one of the best crowd reactions you'll ever see. If you haven't watched this match, whoever's listening to this. If you can, pause this podcast right now, 
go and watch that match or whatever, the main, like the last 10 minutes or whatever, and then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast because it is fucking incredible. It's insane. And for a crowd reaction to get all over you and just get you invested in something, even as a neutral, yep. top, top, top tier. That's in. Number eight, Canadian Stampede. Yep. So that's one of those that I knew was going to be on your list at some point. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. And yes. It's like, yeah. It's to see the people that were in that match and to see their sort of roles flipped, you know, it, it's just, it's insane. It just shows the sort of the, the love for the Hart Foundation, right? The Hart family in Canada is just different gravy, Wait, tw essentially. 12,000 yeah. people in Canada were making the same amount of noise than 50,000 people at a WrestleMania. Yeah. It's it's yeah absolutely. Uh, that's not an, that's not an exaggeration, guys. Genuinely, yeah. that's not an exaggeration. That fucking saddle dome in Alberta was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Go and check it out. Go and check it out. Not on my list, Hoxie, but it didn't. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean the same amount as it did to you. It was never going mm -hmm. to be on my list, but I totally yep. understand what, what your reasoning. Justification yep. is everything. Everybody that's yeah, listening, we're not going to so, fall out. But it's all about the justification, it guys. It's all about the justification. A t-shirt soon. It's hundred percent. Ah, it's coming soon. Um, yeah. Okay, so my number eight. Yeah. Now, I had to make a decision because this was there. Were, there were two main things that I remember from this pay-per-view, okay? SummerSlam 1992, the old London Wembley, <sighs> right? There was... The one that was on my list to start with was the LD pop when Paul Ellering and the LD came out on the Harleys. Yeah. Pop was insane. Like, on the yeah. motorbikes was just so phenomenal. But the one that pipped it to the post was British Bulldog finally beating Bret Hart Obviously. for the... It had to be just, we're talking about goosebump moments, you know, and for the UK crowd to, to have Davy Boy Smith go over Bret Hart. And there were two main pops to this, right? It was the, the eventual pin, you know, the one, two, three, where Davy Boy wins it. But it was the hug at the end as well with Bret and Bulldog. And I think yeah. that was a second pop there. And, you know, I, I rewatched it today just to, because I was, I was swithering up until the last minute in terms of which two to do. And, yeah. you know, I was watching the LD and, and the LD coming out was cool. But this one here was just, it, it caused goosebumps. It was like, fucking hell, I would have loved to be in that crowd. It yeah. was just incredible. Wembley, if it had a roof, it would, the roof would be blown off it. It was yeah. just, yeah, it was just It was such class. a great finish as well. Wembley. That reversal of, yeah. the float, like, of, the, of the sunset flip was just brilliant. Really good. Really good finish. Yeah, so so good, you know. And again, if, we, if we're talking about crowd reactions, that Wembley crowd has got to be. It goes up there with pretty much any crowd. Yeah, you know, it's you know UK fans. We are fucking awesome. I mean, you know, it, it was the, reactions it, and, and crowds and stuff. It was apparently it was the biggest attendance ever until recently, wasn't yeah. it? And the WWE hid the fact because they always wanted. Well, at the time, it was uh, the Silverdome, wasn't it? It was that WrestleMania three crowd. They they yeah. wanted it to be the biggest ever. So apparently, there was like ninety four thousand people at Wembley, apparently, or ninety two thousand or something. The, the rumors are, but then there's like obviously the discussion with fucking AEW, and maybe there was eighty thousand there, and there was only seventy thousand at the Silverdome. There's loads and loads of different stories are going on, but regardless yeah. of the number, apparently it was more. It was more than. 
than uh, than any WrestleMania or any WWE show they've ever done. But they hid it because they didn't want it to be in England. It's the most WWE thing, isn't it? It's just, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. We can't have those goddamn Brits get shit. Record, goddammit. Those limeys. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no, so it had to be on my list. Um, like I say, SummerSlam 1992 was always going to be on my list somewhere. Um, and I just had to decide. And it was the Bulldog be beating Bret Hart. And again, it, it's a culmination of a storyline, right? It's not just a one-off match. It was like weeks and weeks, and you know, it was about. Um, it just went on, and it was just sort of the perfect chef's kiss finish. I think it's the and... it's the only time that the IC title has headlined a pay per view. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, mm. I believe so. Um, which is I a big that shows so. how much of a big deal it was as well. So, um, it was the other one that got took off my list, mate. Yeah, it's, so it's not on now. Um, I can't disagree with anything that you're saying, but there's just other stuff on here for me personally that pipped it, but it was the other one that got took off the list. Fair dues. Okay, okay. Um, okay, moving on to my number seven then. Um, this, I like something that you don't expect to happen on one of the shows, so on like a Raw or a SmackDown. It's not mm -hmm. a, a pay-per-view, but mm -hmm. it's something that you don't expect to happen on there. And for me, this person is one of the most underrated talents ever. And I wish him all the very best in TNA. It's Dolph Ziggler cashing in the money in the bank against Alberto Del Rio. Del Rio, after Mania. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. It was oh, dude. so, so good. It, it, again, it's about Fuck. the journey of Dolph, right? He is one of the the best to do it. One of the best sellers. We talked about like um, we talked about Dolph in different places. He's just never had a, a sort of position on our lists. Um, but for me, if if you go and watch that, it was on. It was the, I think the April eighth. It was two thousand thirteen. This happened on on Monday Night Raw. He cashed in against Alberto Del Rio, and the pop again. It's about multiple pops. It's sustained pops throughout. It was. When you hear the music go, yeah, it's when you hear that he's actually going to cash it in. Yeah, when he hits the zigzag, and then it's yep. the one, two, three. It was just so good. And again, if you haven't seen it, you need to go and watch that. The crowd were so in for it. Again, it was they were that ready, right? For Doll, they were ready moment. for it. They were they? ready for him to get yep. it, and yep. it was just so perfectly done and. It's an absolute travesty that he didn't have more title runs or didn't have a longer title run because I think Dolph is one of the very best to do it. He's so talented. He has got the look. He's got the charisma that would put him over as a... Maybe not... He's not going to be in the upper echelons in terms of memory of, of heavyweight champions, but he could certainly hold his own hawks. If you look at some of the people that have held the title over him, it's just... He's so good, and yeah, that pop from when he actually won it, yeah. brilliant. Because there was there as well, yep. wasn't there? So it was yeah. usually of a match, it was like a mini match, didn't they? Yeah. Beating yeah. everybody, dude. I remember where I was watching that. I can't believe that didn't that didn't even make it onto my bigger list. That's crazy. Whoa. Didn't even think about it. Didn't even think about it. Fuck. Okay. Not through like. No, 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 no. I know you like Dolph as well. Yeah, like, dude, like I, I it's it just not in not in my in my mind at the time when I was making the list, but. I can see why, dude. I can it's see why. I can so remember good. watching it. I watched it with yeah. my brother. My brother was a big Dolph Ziggler. He's not a huge wrestling fan. My brother, not a massive wrestling fan, but he, he, 
he used to watch it with me, whatever, if he was chilling. And he loved Dolph Ziggler. And I can remember watching it. And the pair of us were like, <gasps> shit, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Like, what the fuck? Like, going mad. It was cool. Yeah. I, I, rem- I remember, I was like, yeah. I, was watching, I was watching on my sofa. And then the music hit. And you go like this. Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, and then Dolph Ziggler's cashing in. You look like that. Yeah. And then he hits the zigzag. You're like that. And then then it's the pop. It's just it's yeah. just so good. And that's what it's about. It's putting it to the edge of your seat, right? And and that's what yeah. did it for me. He was just fu- He's so good. And I genuinely hope he has a massive reign in TNA because I think TNA is probably the best place for him to go just now. And showcase and some New Japan stuff where he can go and have his own matches and show actually how we know he's good. We yeah. know he's really good. But I think in a TNA or a New Japan, he'll be able to have the matches that he can and he wants, um, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, brilliant, Love brilliant, it. brilliant. Uh, yes, my number seven is Dolph Ziggler winning the heavyweight title, it was at the time, wasn't it? Yes, he was the world heavyweight belt. title against Alberto Del Rio, who is now performing in gymnasiums near you. Uh, <laughs> over, over to you, Hoxie, you're number seven. So my number seven is something that is very, very recent. Very, very recent. The last couple of months. Um, and that is Survivor Series 2023. The return of Randy Orton. No, 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 not Randy Orton. I'm joking. Uh, the return <laughs> oh. of... Oy, oy, the return of, of CM Punk. Um, I didn't watch it live. I haven't watched it on like a big screen. Yeah, I haven't watched it on like the network or anything. Um but we had a really we had a conversation, didn't we, the morning of or the morning after or whatever. Um I was hanging out of my fucking ass <laughs> and went to a party <laughs> the night before and then we went to a pub and we pretty much had a lock in the pub and I, I had a couple of hours sleep and my I was trying to peel my face off the pillow and you were like, have you seen Survivor Series. I was like, no. You're like, you might want to have a look at Survivor Series. And I was like, okay. I'll have a little look on Twitter. Um, or X or whatever. And the first thing that came up was CM Punk trending. And I was like, oh my god, it's happened. And the footage, the video, it made me... I don't know whether it's because I was hang, hanging. I think it makes me more emotional anyway. When I'm just like, what have I done? Um, yeah, yeah. I, dude, I was, I was a fucking... You and else. I, I, I was, yeah, I was rough, but I was like, I was like, oh my god, like, just emotional, absolutely emotional. Um, a crowd reaction and stuff always gets me all, gets gets yeah. all over me anyway. Um, we all know, guys, everyone who's listened to this regularly, John, you know, um, I'm a huge CM Punk fan. Um, I love what he brings to the table and what he brings to the business. I'm really sad that we haven't had him or we won't have him as well for an X amount of time. The fact that he is back in the WWE after all the shit that's happened was just an amazing thing. And the way that they played that with bringing the fucking trademark, like the copyright logo up at the end and you've had the one like reaction and all this, that, dude, just that crowd in Chicago as well, nonetheless. Mm Mm-hmm. I just, I, I'm lit, literally covered in goosebumps right now just thinking about it. I wa- I've watched that video. I, I think I've got it saved on my phone. I like screen recorded it. Like I've probably watched it 50 times, 100 times. I don't even know. Um, just, just the reaction of that crowd and him coming back and just looking like a badass and standing there, clobbering time with his 
with his fight, just looking badass. I love it. So I good. love it. It, 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 yeah, it has to make it on my list. It's not further up for other reasons, which we'll find out shortly. But CM Punk returns to WWE after ten years. Yes, please. I want talk it. about it later every day and twice on Sunday, please. Thank you. Talk about it later, Hoxie. Talk about Aye. it later. There we go. There we go. Okay. Um, again, that's one that I knew that was going to be on your list. I think I've I know one more that's potentially going to be in your list. Um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, moving on to your number six, Mister Hawks. My number six is another one of those um, sustained kind of moments. Really, um, one of my favourite matches of all time. We've talked about this on the podcast before as well. It is WrestleMania 18, the true main event, really, of WrestleMania yeah. 18, and that is The Rock versus Hogan. Um, I can't really say much more than what I said in the favorite matches episode. Yeah. Um, it's just... It, and it's hard to put into words the actual react. We've talked about the match before and all that sort of stuff, but it 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 just fills my soul with happiness and joy and just like excitement it's like being a little kid and a big kid and an adult when i watch it back and just get and, and i just relive this match and people say like oh if you fucking watch the match without any crowd noise it's absolutely dog shit to them i say you're a nonce fuck off basically <laughs> um but on top of that we don't watch matches with the sound turned off, do we? No. We watch matches as a fan, as part of that crowd, an extended part of that crowd, and they are just from the moment they get into the venue, not the start of the match, not the promo package, not the fucking music hitting, from the moment they get into that venue, they are just vibrating, and they're ready to fucking take this on board. Um, and I'm all there for it. I'm all all in for rock versus hogan it makes every part of my being happy and excited and joyous all at the same time and it gives me vibrations so for that reason number six rock versus hogan wrestlemania 18 very simple short and sweet yeah not really much more i can add to that it just yeah does things does things to me simple as that talk about that one later too <laughs> I said, um, we have to, right? I knew that was yeah. going to be on yours. I knew if you are any form to be of somewhere. a wrestling fan, yeah. you, you're going to get this. You're going to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent. Um, the positioning of mine might surprise you, but there's a reason for it. Okay, so okay, so, so uh, but that's by that's the your reason. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Um, All so, about the justification, guys. Yep, opinions mean everything. Nothing at the same time. Okay, my number six is. <laughs> The return of arguably the best heel at that particular time after a really serious injury. It's the uh, return of Triple H at Madison Square Gardens on Monday Night Raw. Um, 2002? 2002, I believe so, yeah. Um, that I, I watched it. I watched it live. I was watching it. Um, and I've never... Obviously, there were matches thereafter that we did, but at that time, I didn't hear anything like it. Just... The build-up to him returning and some of the promo packages that they were running, in mm -hmm. terms of you know the, the like the rebuilding them etc. Just stuff like that was just so so good. And then the music hit and the crowd were just there for the entire thing. And MSG as well, dude. You know uh, what I mean? Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, the mecca, yeah. right? And I think what again, 
I go on about it's not just like one pop, it's different pops as well. Yeah. And there was a period where, well, it was a point where Kurt Angle interrupted him. If you remember that, Kurt Angle interrupted him. And um, Triple H, like, basically, he went for the throat of Kurt Angle. He, like, took took his top off and then fucking, it was, it was just mental. <laughs> it, it was the crowd were just fucking there. I popped for it at home. I was like, yeah. this is what we're looking for. I mean, it, usually you want Triple H to be the heel because he plays the heel so, so well, right? And he, and he did play the heel so well for such a long time. But a face Triple H when he's that intense is just, it works so, so well as well. And yeah, it's just. There's no way he could have come back as a heel. He had to. No, no, absolutely as, not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had he to come had back to. as that. But are you still rode that fucking wave didn't he he was right on the cusp of that yeah and i think cool. he is, he is i mean people shit on him a lot but he, he is he, he truly does love wrestling right he, he is he's, he's the, the consummate pro really when you think yeah. of it obviously he's attached to the click etc that's by the by but in terms of the wrestling that was clever, business, he does, that was clever from him <laughs> you could shit on him all you want for that he knew exactly what he was doing yeah 100 percent. but you know he you could see how much it meant to him when he was in the ring and he heard the the, the crowd. It was just it was just constant, just constant cheers for him. And it was yeah. the emotion in his face was there. And I think that just shows what sort of person he is and what, what the sort of the wrestling business meant to him. But mm -hmm. yeah, that return was just something very, very special for, you know, a, a very special talent. And he is, you know, he, he mm -hmm. is for me, probably one of the greatest heels ever. You know, there was a period where he was the best in wrestling. You know, um, at a point where WWE needed a real badass heel, and he was that badass heel. Yeah, and he just is that damn good, right? You know, to to, to quote him, he, he's just that damn good. And a lot of time for Triple H, I think what he's done, you know, as he stepped away from the rings, phenomenal. But that particular pop for me was just something different, just something yeah. different. It was it was on my sort of wider list that I whittled down. Yeah. Um, for for all the same reasons, it was mm. it's a big deal. It was a big deal, and I know you're a big Triple H guy as well. So um, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Can't can't disagree with that, mate. Can't argue with that at all. It's a good start to the list. It Everybody is. that's listening, halfway hope you're enjoying it so far. Um, we're halfway through, and now what we usually do is we take a bit of time to either do a royal fumble where something goes wrong, or we talk about more things that have happened in the news. Now we've been really conscious that for the last few weeks it's been very WWE heavy. And that's because the the sort of season we're in, right? It's it is WrestleMania season, road to WrestleMania is well and truly there. It's the silly season. But there are a few things that's happened in the other promotions in wrestling just now, and we're gonna to touch upon them just ever so slightly before we continue the list, Hoxie. Um and where do you want to go first? Do you want to go AEW or T and A? Um we'll go AEW because I think there's a bit more meat on the bone with the TNA stuff. So we'll do AEW okay. first. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So AEW, uh, this is potentially could be a spoiler if you haven't seen the latest um, uh, tel television episodes of AEW. Sting and Darby Allen have just became the tag team champions, um, and after they won the tag team championships, they were beaten down by the Young Bucks. Um, you know, we we have our very strong opinions by the Bucks. So we know that's going to happen. It's always been on the cards that the Bucks are going to take on Sting and Darby. <sighs> Thoughts, Hoxie? He's he, obviously he's he's got the retirement match coming up, hasn't he? Um, if it, it, <laughs> to have a career 
like Sting has had, he's had that sort of second and third coming, really, hasn't he? In terms of mm. like he came back to WWE yeah. and then he had that injury and then he's come back again with AW. He's done some cool stuff in AW. Like his mm. AW run isn't bad. Like we can't poo poo it or anything. Nope. Um, but if he goes out, oh, if if he goes out of wrestling after his whole career by putting over the fucking books, I will. I I'll, I'll I don't know what I'll do. I will feel sick to the pit of my stomach. I know that. Um, I just don't think. I just. I just. Oh, the thought of that gives me the ick, <laughs> like really bad. Um, it's a fascinating prospect, and I think that's basically the only way they're going to get out of it. He's not going to win. Everyone loses on their way out. Everyone yeah. loses their last match. He's not going to win and be like, "Oh, I want to give this title to Dave Smith, and you can be Darby Allen's fucking tag team part." No, it's not going to happen. It's going to be. Darby and Sting are getting a pat on the back and a thank you from everybody for what they've done, how they've worked with each other. Sting has brought Darby Allen up a level. Mm -hmm. I rate Darby Allen anyway, but he he has improved his his perception and his presentation. You can't deny that. Yeah. Um, but the books have pulled their card and they're going to have his last match and they're going to fucking beat him for the titles in his last match. And that's just wrong. Do, really do you think that's one. what it is? Do you think they, they've pulled the card, like the VP they're in charge, card? The v, they're in charge of the tag division. That's their bag. Like, Kenny's with the women. Um, the books are the tags. And, yeah, and that's it. I just, it is that simple. Like, people, it can't be that easy. Like, it is that simple. The, the books are. That's why That's why they, they didn't want to do business with FTR and stuff, because they were in charge of it. They, they weren't told nonsense. to do the business. They didn't have to if they didn't want to because they were the ones booking it. It's crazy, what does, right? this, what does this do to Sting's legacy? Right, You've just said it there. It's like the career that he's had, the second and third coming of Sting. I mean, technically you could say like the, the fourth coming after his TNA run as well, right? And so it's like WCW, TNA, and WWE, and obviously now AEW. I don't think Dude, when I we think, first talked about his, some, uh, his uh, end of his career match, not one of us thought it was going to be a tag team match against the Young Bucks nope. and him losing the tag champs. Nope. What does this do for his legacy, though? Um, I think the eight hundred and fifty thousand people who watch Dynamite <laughs> and AEW or whatever will be like, "Oh my god!" Most of them will be wanking themselves silly because the books have won, and the other three hundred thousand or whatever that turn off every time they come on the telly will be pissed off. But I don't think it's a legacy breaker because he's you can't let the last fucking match of his career affect that whole thing. It'll be a bit of a, a bit of a pooey way to end, a bit of a shitty situation to end. But if it was a WWE situation and there was loads of people watching it and it was the biggest thing ever and it was at a WrestleMania or whatever, then it's gonna be a bigger deal. But the fact it's gonna be on a it's is it the revolution pay per view? I can't I can never remember. It's so, a revolution yeah. pay per view. I don't, I don't think it's going to be that much of a big deal. It's going to be shit for us because we watch it or we're sort of fans of it and fans of his and it'll be shit because we don't like the Young Bucks, but I don't think it'll be a legacy breaker. It'll be shit. It'll be really shit, but I don't think it'll be one of those where it's like, oh, well, it's, it's fucking bullshit. It's, what, what did he ever do in wrestling? I don't think it's going to be that situation. It's going to be crap. But we'll it's very sad, it. right? It's really, Big really time. sad. Big it's, time um, sad. For me, like for other people, it might be a good thing, like whatever. Um, 
God, it's just going to be shit, though, isn't it? <laughs> like, we're talking about it like it's actually happened and it's been booked on and that's what we know is going to happen, but I can't see them not doing it, so... Well, I mean, let's be honest, the go. sort of booking past of AEW has not been spectacular. It's been very cookie-cutter, no. right? So, I mean... No. How dare I? The uh, best no, but you know what I mean? It's like, what about? there's been no massive swerves, really. I mean, you know, the, the devil situation... Everybody knew in their granny it was Adam Cole that was going to be the devil, right? There was the occasional one where they think it was going to be Perry, but, you know, it, it didn't come to fruition. Who, Perry Sand? What's his face? Um, little fucker. Jack, Jungle that's Boy. the one, yeah. Cunt. The cunt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn, I've left the bad um, oh, Yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. I'm, to be fair, it's better than Ric Flair being involved. Only just. <laughs> I would rather have Sting and Flair have their fucking last match than the fucking Young Bucks win the titles off them. Oh dear. And I yeah. kind of, he's probably not joking there either. <laughs> oh, dude. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. So man. Sting, Darby Allen, Fuck congratulations winning the Tag Team Championships. Yeah. Um, Fair play. Yeah. It's, it's some decent gold that Darby's had. He hasn't had much gold for a while. I know we had the TBS thing for a bit, didn't he? But, um, or TNT or TBS. TNT, isn't it? The TBS is the women's one. Yeah, the TNT title for a little bit. But um, fair play to him. Yep. The concern I've got for Darby, though, is when Sting retires, what's next for Darby Allen? Because he's it's... he's a tippy-top guy for me. We've had this discussion before, and I know you're not necessarily too keen on him um, being in that position. For me, he is a tippy-top guy. He is the the Jeff Hardy. He's He's that... That one that doesn't fit the mold, but but needs to be in that position. He's the the do, Rey Mysterio. Do you mean AEW AEW champ, like top champ in the mix in that mix? Yeah, wow. genuinely. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. For for character, for um, quote unquote gimmick, for reaction and fan input, and he's he's a decent worker like he's a really decent worker i know yeah. you don't like his finish and all that sort of I stuff like oh, whatever, finish, whatever. but he's a really decent worker and the fans are behind him i saw that i can see this now yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the fans are behind behind him and invested in this guy i think if there's anybody who who could be in that echelon let i'm just going to put this to you so obviously mjf's out for a while yeah i i don't want hangman page in there no. i don't want moxley in there no. I don't want Kenny there. Daniel Bryan's no. fucked. Okay, yep. I want Sh I want Shane. I want Swerve Strickland as the champ. I want Shane. I want Swerve as a as a as a world champion. He is tippy top, yeah. high level, elite tier guy in my opinion. Oh, he's got yeah, it. he's got all of it. Capital IT. Just think about some of the matches and some of the fun stuff and the feuds that a Darby Allen and a Swerve could have. Not necessarily like Darby needs to beat him, but if you've got that that little baby face fighting from underneath against a bigger Swerve who who's being just like a bastard, like he's got so much swagger and heel charisma, and Darby will they will get behind Darby as a as like as an yeah. actual face as a as a real a real threat to that. Um, Swerve is the cool heel now. If he's up against the Darby Allen, Darby Allen will be the face, and Swerve will be the the de facto heel. He will actually be a heel. Um, I I think it'd be really fun. I'd pay money to see that. 
I, I mean, I wouldn't pay money. I'd go on Daily Motion and see that pay per view. But I, you know, what I mean, I'd go out my way to watch it. I think it would be brilliant. Um, I really like Darby Allen. I really rate him. I really do. When I first saw I, him, I like when, Darby. He, when he first, I saw him at Evolve before and yeah, uh, on a few shows like on the network and bits and bobs that have been sent for people over the years. And then when he, I didn't really see him properly until he came in AW, and I was a bit like, I don't, I don't necessarily like. I didn't get it, but I was like, let's have a look at this. And first couple of weeks of Dynamite and seeing them, I was just like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I really do get it. And that's not saying, like, if you don't, that it's a bad thing, like, whatever. Whatever. It's it's art, yeah. personal preference. But I, I genuinely think, it. look, if you agree with me, tweet at mark underscore out of 10, send us an email message in the YouTube page, on the Spotify page, comment, drop, subscribe, tweet, whatever you guys want to do. Also um, on Instagram, though, by the way. On Instagram. We are on Instagram, yeah. Mark out of 10, hashtag Moo10. Um, let us know. What do you guys think? But I, for me, personally, I think he's he's potential, tippy-top guy potential. No, I, I do like Darby. Right? I, I don't like his yep. finish, like I said. Now, you said a word there, okay, uh, on that, that sort of um, uh, dis- description you had, and it's the word threat. Mm-hmm. I don't see him. As a threat to a, a swerve, yeah, and and I mean, I know you can always go back to the sort of the Jeff. He's got similar vein to Jeff Hardy, or you know, Jeff isn't small. You know that that's the difference. Whereas, and then you go to Rey Mysterio, but Rey Mysterio is a totally different. Like Rey Mysterio is very unique. We, yeah, people exactly. use so, the Rey Mysterio argument. Yeah, it's wrong. I, I, I didn't just, use the Rey Mysterio argument earlier on to terms with size. It's, I'm preempting it's different comments. presentation. It's different presentation. Um, Mysterio's unique. Darby Allen's unique. A Jeff Hardy's like, unique. Whatever. I, I I get the underdog thing, right? I do yeah. get the underdog thing, and it, it's it's it stood the test of time in wrestling, right? It's all about yeah. the bad guy and the underdog good guy. That's absolutely fine. But there has to be a threat, in my opinion, to that guy where you could actually believe. Do I know something? If this little guy gets, or if the, if the good guy, the underdog, gets a little bit of a break, there's a legitimate chance he could whip the ass of that guy. I don't believe that from Darby Allen against like a Swerve Strickland. I don't believe that against, you know, MGF coming back. Even to some extent, like Daniel Bryan. I, I, I wouldn't believe that of it. I, I just don't know. There's just something missing for me in terms of I'm going from absolutely upper mid-card talent, right? We're talking like IC title, like type. He, he, he is super talented, he's super over, he's, he's got the unique look, like you said, but for me, I just think there is, I think the size thing for me is, it's too much of an obstacle. And I hope I'm wrong, you know, I do hope I'm wrong, I hope he gets the big belt and, and you know, he, he proves me wrong. But I, I don't know, it's just something for me, just it's not quite clicking in terms of the guy if you're talking about the face of a company i'm not saying the I just guy don't see it's him i'm saying a guy there's a difference a cena is the guy a rock is the guy a stone cold is the guy okay a kurt angle was a guy a jeff hardy was a guy an edge was a guy there's a difference there's a big difference. But I don't think you could put Darby Allen in the same bracket as, as a guy. guys, as a Kurt Angle, as an edge. I was just talking about... I'm no, 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 I know, I know what you mean. But, reference. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but, but yeah. if we take that as a point of reference, so you're I'm absolutely gonna do, right. I'm going to ask you a question now, okay? Yeah. So, Swerve Strickland, whatever, 
mm-hmm. Hangman Page, whoever it is, Moxley, is the AW World Champion, World yeah. Heavyweight Champion. Okay. Would you rather see a match between John Moxley and Darby Allen or John Moxley and Orange Cassidy? Okay, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Next. TNA. Yeah. We don't like you know we don't what I mean? like pockets like, on this. Yeah, no, no, yeah. I, I get it. Yeah, Orange I do I get, do get it. You can get in there. I, I, I do I do I do think that Darby has a place. Okay, uh-huh. but I don't for me I don't think I don't think the big belt will suit him. That that's all I'm saying. Like I think we're talking upper mid card for me. Like a Mr. Perfect. Again, I'm not saying the Darby Allen is the same as Mr. Perfect. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you know, Where he I think the that Darby Allen could. You know, I, I definitely think that he could be a guy that doesn't need the title. I can see your point, um, but I, I think in an audience now, I think in this in this in this time, it's a little bit different now, especially with an AW audience. I think they see the belt as like like a big thing and they see all these but because they've got a lot of belts and tk puts them over as being an important <laughs> it's you know what i mean there's 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 more belts than fucking real belts actually in the backstage locker room you know what i mean so yeah. excuse me um yeah I, I i think i think it's a different audience and they they respect that they want the belt collectible shit and all that yeah well like oxy says let us know what you think mark underscore out of 10 on twitter at market of 10 on Instagram now because I made an Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm really bad at Instagram, so you know, just fucking just deal with it. Um, and you know, wrestlemark10 at gmail.com, YouTube channel, all that jazz. Um, yeah, there is one more AEW bit that we've got to talk about as well. Is Tony Khan had a major announcement, Hoxie? Oh, yeah, a major announcement. I don't know yes. if you've ever heard of them. Yeah, I mean, they what, was this 1423rd? Yeah, um, so I believe that oh, AEW are going to Boston. Apparently, that's that's it. But Boston, spelled B O, dollar sign dollar sign T O N, Boston. So people are thinking that that is the the signing of Mercedes Moan, formerly known as Sasha Banks. Um, I don't agree with that. I think we're going to see Shane McMahon debut. Or could it be the ultimate swerve? Could it be Vinnie Mac making his return Vinnie to Mac wrestling? Sniffing all that <laughs> no NDA money. <laughs> <sighs> Some good but shit. No, um, <laughs> Three million dollars. Um, all jokes aside, it's going to be Mercedes Monet. I would also probably potentially throw another name into the, into the mix. Uh, of a Kasuchika Okada, the rainmaker, the money situation, oh. the play on words. Potentially, there could be a bit of a swerve, bro, with the whole fucking Mercedes Monet thing. We think it's going to be her, but actually, it's going to be making it rain in Boston with the rainmaker. So I don't know. I don't know. What's well, the money? And it's also boss as well. She was the boss. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing. But so, dude, it's that. It's it's if that it's on Okada. The notes. Yeah. yeah, but again, this is AEW. I don't want him to go to AEW. I want him to go to no. WWE. We've had this conversation. So, yeah, we, we've had the conversation about Okada. We've we've touched upon like Mercedes going Shine. to AEW as well. I had her down as like overrated, and I still I still maintain that. 
I don't think that she is going to move the needle as much as that she thinks it is and the AEW fans think it is because she she's good in the ring, don't get me wrong, she, she's mm -hmm. very decent talent, but I think they've got better on the roster than Mercedes Money. I, I know you don't really rate her as much, and I, I kind of get what you I I understand where you're coming from to a certain degree. I wouldn't put her in the maybe the overrated category, potentially. I don't know, whatever. Um, but I agree. I, I don't think she's going to be the fucking savior of AEW. Um, you look at the business that she did for New Japan when she came in at the Wrestle Kingdom show last year, 2023. Mm -hmm. um, there was lots of reports that came out about like buy rates and, and sort of impact and things like that. Um, you think if if she could make an impact with somebody, it would be somebody like a New Japan, and it really didn't make mm. that much of a difference. There is the only thing that is going to change the way or the impact of, of AEW right now is getting Tony Khan off the book and giving it to somebody, and they need a star. They need a star. She's not the star to do this. No, not at all. Uh, they, need, they need a I don't mean this in terms of like going to be on the fucking cover of like magazines and on the newspapers and, in, and on billboards and stuff. Like they need a, a mainstream standout star. Um, that's easier said than done. It took Vince lots and lots of failed attempts to find people like that. He had obviously the winners, but there was lots of fucking failures as well. So um, it's a hard thing to do in wrestling. They need to rewind back a little bit to when they was when they were doing some good shit. Um, that was a time, a period in time when they had a certain person called CM Punk who was there um, doing some good shit. So it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I don't think they're going to do what, I don't think she's going to do what we think. Yeah. If it is her, chances are it probably will be. If so, cool. It'll be good to see her back in wrestling. I enjoy her yeah. work. I think she's, I think she's cool. Um, if it is Okada, I'll be gutted because I want him to go to WWE and I want him to have a match at a pay-per-view first so I can see John wear a Celtic shirt. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. What? <laughs> don't what? know what you're talking about. It's in the annals of time. It's out it in the ether, yeah. guys. You all heard it. Um, but all joking aside, um, yeah. I'm not really that excited. I'm not really turned on about yeah. it, regardless. So, yeah. It's one of those. I just want to touch upon the point you made about, like, they need a star. Now, I agree with you. They do. They need a star there. But getting a star is one thing. But keeping them and maintaining them as a star is a completely different thing. Or being able to keep the star happy. Because mm -hmm. they've had your CM Punk. Didn't work. They had a bona fide star in Edge coming in. Shat the bed with Edge. Instantly. MGF is, you know, Edge is, and and uh, he's his own, he, he's, a, he's an illegal by himself in AEW, right? Like he, yeah. he is the anomaly for AEW, right? And then you've got Wardlow. They made Wardlow into a potential star and then shat the bed with him. Yeah. You know? They're trying like their damnedest to get Adam Page over. For me, he's never going to work. He's just not for me. Kenny Omega. Kenny, Kenny's a talented individual, right? I think he, he, he can, he, he's got an idea. Overrated as shit. Don't get it. But he could have been their star, but he's just so full of his own self-importance. Loves the smell of his own farts too much. Yeah. You know, so... They're pushing the wrong people, and when they do actually have people that are the stars, they don't know what to do with them. So for me, I agree with you 100%. They need to get the book away from Tony, but 
he's got the checkbook, right? It's like Dixie Carter all over again for TNA. You know? Yeah. This is my ball, and I will Absolutely. play with whoever I want to play with. Yeah. Speaking right. of TNA, Hoxie. Yes. See what I did there? Great. Thanks. Absolutely. Um, I'll try my best, what can I say? Um, yes, so there was news with TNA again. I don't know if you, you take this one away, Hoxie. I'm, I'm... Um, so it, it came out recently. Um, was it yesterday? Day before? Oh my God, it's one... I've lost a day this week, by the way. I lost my Tuesday. I did. I thought it was I thought it was Wednesday today, and I was like, what have I done on Tuesday? No idea. I had to check my works diary to see what the fuck I did with my life on Tuesday. That's ridiculous. Anyway, ridiculous. Um, Scott Demore... The amor, the amore, whatever you want to say, Scotty Love, um, the TNA um, d- director, president, president. What yeah. was it? It's president, right? Yeah. Um, was relieved of his duties. Uh, was released by TNA Wrestling um, yesterday. Uh, yeah. By, yeah, the owners of TNA uh, Anthem. Um, is it Anthem Sports? Anthem, Anthem Sports. Sp- Anthem Sports and Entertainment. Oh, get in the bin. Anyway, um, it's a huge blindside. Huge, huge blindside. Um, TNA have been do- since he sort of took over as the president, they've been doing some of their best stuff. Yeah. They've started to sort of pull the nose up on this. This plane was flying very, very high in the sky, by the way. It's been falling for a long time. And they've managed to sort of try and pull the nose upon this lately. They've had some really yep. good pay-per-views. They've had some really good matches. They've had guys like Will Ospreay, like, wrestle on their shows. Like, they've had some really big um, things happen. Fucking, we talked about this last week. Jordan Grace was at the was at the Royal Rumble, having an amazing showing. This crossover. Um, and then... It comes out that he gets fired. Now, there's there's more to it. So apparently, him and the guy who I think it's I can't try to find his name. I had it on here. Basically, one of the bosses at Anthem. They had a bit of a disagreement about the way that they wanted to move forward with with things, yeah. um, and obviously you can't really fight with the owner because they own the shit. You know what I mean? Or yep. the, the big, big boss. And there's only one outcome with that. Unless if you don't come to an agreement, um, you're going to agree to disagree. And one of you guys is going to go, and it's definitely not going to be the guy who's higher up in that business. You know what I mean? So yep. um, I, I, I can, I can imagine in my brain, in my little mind's eye, that Scott's been like, look, we're doing some amazing stuff. Give me some more money. I want to sign guys like Will Ospreay. I want to sign, I bet he probably made a move for like a card or something. You know what I mean? I want to get these guys in on on bigger contracts and pay these some more money. Yeah. And the guys at Anthem have went, nah, you're all right. And he's like, oh, what do you want me to do? You're asking me to probably try and compete with an AEW with this endless budget, or not an endless budget, but a big old fucking budget um, with pennies that I found then behind the sofa. Like, uh, And they've had a discussion, an argument, he might have gave them an ultimatum or gathered a bit of a Barney and they've went, Do you know what? It's not going to work. See you later. And it's been like, oh shit. Okay. I mean, everybody's come out, haven't they? Like talent backstage, people have come out supporting yeah. Scott. Like what the fuck's going on? This is ridiculous. This is going to be a big mess up. It's going to be a big, you're going to be a big miss. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Loads of people have been tweeting and posting and sharing stuff or whatever. Um, I just think it's a crazy, crazy 
situation to be in. And I know no one is bigger than the company. Like, no one's bigger than TNA or no one's bigger than WWE. Fuck me. Even Vince isn't bigger than WWE right now. Yeah, so yeah. it's one of them. You know what I mean? So um, it's a real, it's a real crazy situation. Um, uh, guys, Anthony uh, Ciccioni has, has been brought in, hasn't yeah. he, to, to replace him, who I think is a bit more of a company guy by all accounts than somebody like a Scott Dimore. I don't yeah. think Anthony Ciccioni is a uh, is a wrestling guy. No, he's not. He's a, no, he's an Anthony guy. He's a media he's guy, guy, right? Yes, yeah. Um, so I, th I think yeah. the talent weren't happy with that because apparently he spoke to the talent and it was a prepared statement, so it didn't actually come from him. So the new president was just, it was the company line. Going now, interestingly, the fucking motions. Pretty oh, much, yeah. yeah. Now, interestingly, I don't, I don't know if you've heard this though, but apparently a few weeks prior, Scott Demore actually went to Anthem with an offer to buy TNA from them. Yeah, I did hear about it. He tried, yeah, he's tried to buy them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so apparently um, he had like a major bank like backing him as well and they went, turned him down and then you just wonder if that's been a case of he, he wants the place. And it's, it is a shame like a because TNA... too big for his boots or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's a shame because, like you said, he sort of he steadied the ship. He's got TNA. We've had Dude, a card. I, I haven't watched the TNA thing in years. And then I watched the Will Ospreay match. Like, I went out my way yeah. to watch the pay-per-view with that match on. Like, some of the matches in there were really good. Like, most machine guns are doing crazy stuff mm -hmm. right now. They had, um, like, some of the Japanese guys come across. Like, it's... I, Dolph's I, there now, you know. Dolph, it's, it's Josh Alexander there. is fucking brilliant, like phenomenal. Go, he's it's it's great. So I went out my way and watched the show um, for the first time in a long time, in years, years and years. Yeah, um, it's interesting. It's an interesting <laughs> move, but it's it's business. It's business. But you know what it's like, mate. Things so change. Things do change. Plans and... change, pal. Speaking of business, though, you know, there are a few exciting things happening for uh, Market Town. We're not in a position to reveal them just yet, but um, we're definitely in discussions with bits and pieces, right, Hoxie? We are, mate. We are. So we will, um, um, when when we hear more about it, you'll hear more about you it. You'll hear more about it. It's, um, it's very, very exciting. So, yeah, it's, it's good. Okay, I think that's the news done, Hoxie. Unless you've got anything else that's came to your beautiful mind, we can just no, keep mate. on going. We're okay. Okay. Oklahoma. So, okay. So, um, Hoxley, we've done the news, so we'll go back to our list just now. So, it's the top 10 crowd reactions. Um, I believe it's me, yes. I think it's uh, I me. think so, mate. Uh, yeah. yeah, my number five. It's something that you have already talked upon. It is the CM Punk return to WWE. Um, it was unexpected. You, you mentioned it yourself, the actual production of the match. You know, it got to the end. There was no CM Punk. There was still no CM Punk. And then there was the little copyright sign in the bottom, left or right, or wherever it was at that time. And you're like, oh, fuck, there's actually no CM Punk. And then it's the riff. It's like... And the pop was insane. You didn't touch upon it, but there were two pops. Two pops. Yeah, yep. two yeah, pops yeah, yeah, for yeah. this. It yep. was the music hitting, <laughs> and then it was when he came out. And we've mentioned it a few times. He looked healthy. He looked... Every bit the badass. You know, like we know ten years about. younger, literally yeah. looked ten years younger than he did in, yeah. in W in AW. It's mad. Um, so yeah, his, his return to WWE has to be on that list just because if you go and watch it, um, as Hoxie said before, just go and watch it. And if you don't have goosebumps, that I just don't know what's wrong with you. Go and get yourself tested. You're not a wrestling fan. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, just for me, it had to be on the list. 
again, short and sweet, you've already talked about it, but yeah, Punk Return to WWE had to be on that list for me because it was just, it was an epic moment. They, they trolled us good. They it, was a, it was a well-kept secret. You know, it, everybody was like, it great was a great swerve. swerve. And mm-hmm. we don't get that very often in nope. wrestling anymore with social media, etc. Uh, they, they did really well to keep that under wraps. Um, everybody was reporting he's not signing, he's not appearing in the Survivor Series. And again, it's that chef's kiss moment where they did that copyright sign at the bottom left or right. <clears throat> They did, they did good. They did good, Hoxie. They done good. They done good. Okay, my friend, over to you. You're number five. This is quite funny. So my five is Money in the Bank 2011. CM Punk. Okay. CM Punk. Um, the match where he beats Cena for the title. Um, we talk yeah. about like long-term storytelling. We talk about this was obviously on... We spoke about this match before on the best pay-per-view, uh, best matches uh, podcast that we did. Uh, so I won't go too much into like the, the sort of ins and outs, but the culmination of all of that, the the fact that they let, like they, they waited, the crowd were just chanting CM Punk's name for like what seemed like forever before his fucking music hit. Um, just from the second we talk i was talking about earlier on at like the rock and hogan like people just go in there pretty much for that that whole building was sold out for that match it yep. you you could have had three or four of the worst matches in the history of mankind on that pay-per-view beforehand it doesn't matter they would the crowd wouldn't have cared they were there to watch that match mm. the long stern long st- long term storytelling they're bringing the John Laurinaitis, the the play on the Montreal screw job with punk, uh, with Vince coming down. Even Cena got a big pop, a reaction for knocking Laurinaitis out. So he still managed to keep his fucking face heat, which was amazing. Yeah. But as soon as Punk picked him up and hit him with that GTS, um, there was pop reaction one. Mm-hmm. There was a reaction on the three count. A huge reaction on the three count. You get the reaction of Punk holding the belt and actually winning the title. And then you get the sitting on the fucking barrier. And then they're standing up in the fucking crowd with a belt and then fucking off home. Like, it was just build upon build upon build upon build. You don't think that a, that a crowd could be that, like, crazy? Um, and that into stuff? You don't think that would happen? Um, but it just, it's just a reaction, just an unreal reaction all the way through. You think it builds to a crescendo and then it goes to another level and you think it builds, it goes to another level, just constant. It's one of my favorite matches of all time. Part of it is because of all of that, is that reaction and that pop. It's just relentless and I love it. I love, 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 love it. Um, the more and more we've done this podcast, uh, Shields, the more and more that I've, realized how much of a cm punk fan i actually am yeah um it's like becoming a more and more apparent to me about how much that i that i like cm punk i love cm punk so um it's interesting that he's on here he's on Punk's here. a throwback though right he's a throwback to a, a, a time where you know you, you fell in love with wrestling he, he's you could lift him and put him into that era and, and he'd fit and he'll fit you in. know that that that's what it is he makes me feel um, he's different. 
he makes you yeah, feel. Yeah, exactly. He makes you feel. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, it's similar to an MGF type thing. It's, it's that same vein, you know, in terms of yeah. you, you put him at any era of wrestling and he'd just be an absolute superstar. Yep. I think what's really good about see this one isn't on my list, uh, but I totally get it. And I agree with you. It's the sort of the build up to it as well. It's just phenomenal. And this is one of those. <sighs> But it blurs the lines because you don't really know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, what I was really disappointed it's with. It's Cena as well, isn't it, right? Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. everybody yeah. thought, right, there, there's no chance that Cena's, you know, he, he's going to do the job. He's yeah. going to win it. Yeah, he's going to, yeah, exactly. So that was a complete swerve. I think they did shit the bed, though, with the booking of it afterwards. I've always maintained yep. what they should have done was put Punk to, like, indie shows with the belt. Yeah. You know, make him go to, like, have an agreement with a TNA, have a, have a, have, go to, like, a Japan show, go to, like, a, a little fucking gymnasium. Or whatever. Yeah, go to a gymnasium yeah. or something. Yeah. Have him there with the belt. Or back you know, to Ring of uh, Honor, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Go to Ring of Honor, go to ICW yeah. in, in the UK, you know, yeah. have that. And because it was a really short time, because it, it wasn't a long time he was away, right, yeah. before he came back. But if you Such extend that show, out... Dude. I love that. You know, Honestly, you ex- I love that booking. It's great. Great show. You know, you extend it out, and he got a, he got a great pop, obviously, when Rey Mysterio um, won. It was Rey that won it, or was it? Was it? it was Rey. It was Rey, was wasn't like, it? She was champ for, like, a show or whatever, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it was, like, was like 10 minutes. Poor Rey. Fucking stupid. Um, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the pop was great, but can you imagine if this was, like, a... A six-month punk away with the belt, you know, and punk going into different shows like to a TNA. Obviously, a TNA at the time it wouldn't have happened, but a Ring of Honor, you know, you, you go to getting Japan. that groundswell of stuff happening. People yeah, people talking and, about like, "Wow, what the fuck's going on here?" Like, yeah, and you know, and and they had the power then. Even with social media, it wasn't so prevalent back then. It, it, it was it was the starter. It didn't need to be like advertised on Raw or whatever, but. It could have been done on social media. You know, it's a case of CM Punk's body, the real WWE champion spotted in this <laughs> little gymnasium in like North Carolina or something, you know, yeah. flair country. And that, you know, just shit like that. And yeah. then can you imagine six months having the same sort of thing where Ray wins it, not on Raw, but on a pay-per-view or John Cena wins it on a pay-per-view. Or someone wins the same- Rumble, mate. You have it for that long. Whoever wins the Rumble, he walks out and being like... Well, do you want to fucking go for the real title at Mania? Like exactly. So sick. so yeah, it would have been so fucking good. But so I, I was really disappointed. But yeah, the actual match itself was fucking phenomenal. And that again, you, you think about moments in time in wrestling. Him sitting on the barricade with that kiss yeah. to Vince, and it was you know for Vince's flaws, his facials were like. I've heard his facials are amazing. Too soon, man. Too soon. What? Good shit. <coughs> uh, yeah, so CM Punk, uh, Money in the Bank 2011 is not on my list, but it was on my wider list. Uh, again, is what it is. But yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal show. So, so good. Again, that was a Chicago crowd, wasn't it? It was. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah, punk yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. Punk country. Okay, Hoxie, over to your number. I still love it. My number four. Um, very simple. Um, my boy Edge returning at the Royal Rumble. Um, there's few occasions in wrestling where it's brought me to literal tears. Um, I remember exactly where I was. I was in a hotel room 
and I was using the shankiest, the jankiest internet to <laughs> actually stream me watching this. I think you were watching along. Yeah, was stream with me at the time. There was no camera on. There was just a microphone and me. And it was just when I started my job, which I work for now. So I was in, like, in a hotel room down south, training basically, and I needed to watch this pay per view. And I had no a spoiler free, completely spoiler free, yeah. saw nothing. And as soon as that metalingus hit, I just it, it's all over me now. Like I I fuck I was like a schoolgirl. It's a good job a camera wasn't on when I was streaming, because everyone would have been laughing at me. Um I was fucking crying like a little girl. Genuinely, it was just the best thing. There was what forty thousand, whatever thirty five thousand, forty thousand people. It was, it was the baseball stadium, wasn't it? That Royal Rumble. No one knew it. Another great swerve. Another great mm -hmm. surprise. Yeah. No one expected it, and for him to come back after so long after retiring, and no one ever thought he would ever going to be able to come back. Yeah. Um, even just him standing there once all the smoke clears, and he sort of stood there, and he's like yeah. actually realizing what's going on. And it gets all over him as well. I'd I got it. I went again, but that you think you know me? Just fucking like everyone, everyone just oof, up. There was not not a dry eye in the house or a quiet person in the fucking whole place. It was incredible. Um, one of my favourite things that's ever happened in wrestling, regardless of like reactions or pops, is him coming back. And the reaction and the crowd reaction. Um, we're talking about big pops and that now. It's one of the biggest ever. Like if you yeah. could do like a decibel meter and like <laughs> fucking like measured some of the biggest pops in history, it's gonna be in there. It's gonna be in there. Just the just one of the best, man. I, I oh, it just it just gets all over me. I love it. Makes me emotional now, just thinking about it. I watch it back and it pops up like on a YouTube show every so often or whatever on a video or something. And yeah, it just, it just, yeah, I, it just gets all over me. I love it. Love it. Edge, Royal Rumble. Talk about it shortly. Um, I thought so. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to my number four. It's, uh, again, this, it, it pops throughout this particular segment and it's a Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it's when he comes back and fucks up the alliance, basically. You know, he starts. <laughs> he just goes and stunners everybody. He just goes the in. The invasion but, angle one. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's, it's such a great. Again, it's a sustained pop because, <laughs> you know, it, it's, it stems from, I think it's the week before. Where you know Vince McMahon is talking about you know we need the old Stone Cold we need we need him we don't want the guitar player we want the ass kicker we want this blah blah mm -hmm. blah 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 and you know and, and I'll always remember the sort of the the promo package where Stone Cold Steve Austin's walking up the ramp and then Vince goes damn it give me a stunner damn it and then Stone Cold stops and you expect us to turn around and he just keeps on walking as it's that promo package but it's when Raw cuts to like a bar and Stone Cold is playing a uh, uh, pool. And then classy Freddie Blassie is doing his sort of um, promo bit to get this, the troops all going. And then, you know, Stone Cold starts to go fucking crazy and cracks his, the pool cue on the table. And that's the first pop from the crowd. You hear it in the background. I don't know if and you then, can see that on camera, guys. But just John telling me about this is giving me goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then, 
you know, it all kicks off the alliance versus WWF and you know, it's it's not just in the ring, but it's backstage as well. And the Alliance are getting the, the better of WWF. It's like, oh my God, what's happening? And then the truck screeches to a halt. He comes out with his pool cue and fucking batters fuck out of it. I think it was, was it Raven at that point? And uh, there's a whole host of like, um, what, what was his face? Uh, I can't remember his name, but it doesn't matter. And then he goes through the building and beats the shit out of everybody else with a pool cue. And then the crowd are there. The crowd are in for it. And then the glass smash. And then the fucking crowd goes insane. And the person that makes it even better in terms of a moment is Jim Ross. Jim Ross. The yeah. greatest of all time. This is It's the old stone call. Oh, he's walking. Oh, he's talking. And then he goes in and just stunners every single motherfucker <laughs> in that ring. And the crowd, it's like a sustained pop from the glass break into like the last stunner. And then... So that that's the start of it, and then you have the other WWF Alliance versus Alliance so Survivor Series, I think it was, and it's like Taker and Kane do the double choke slam, and then you know you have like Kurt Angle doing his angle slam, Jericho doing the lion salt, and then you know as the the as all the smoke is cleared, all the dust is settled, you know WWF get back in their feet, Kurt Angle gets lifted on his feet, and the crowd pops again, and it's just in terms of storytelling. I think that particular segment just shows what WWF or at that time WWE is all about in terms of they know how to get that pop. And sorry, yeah, it's just fucking they know it's, it's, they goosebumps, know man. It, right? They know how to do it. It's fucking yeah. goosebumps. It's just when it's right, pure, mate, there's pure nothing magic. better. When there's right, there's nothing pure, better. Pure, pure magic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the best. Insane. One. Just the best. So yes, number four was Stone Cold Steve Austin Alliance Angle, where he comes back and just beats the shit out of everyone. Fucking yeah. great. Yeah. Phenomenal, mate. Phenomenal. Okay, okay. Uh, moving on swiftly. My number three is one you just talk, talked about. Edgy's return to the Royal Rumble. Um, I think it was the ultimate swerve. No one expected it. It was the bit one of the best kept secrets in like wrestling. He was coming back, but I think what. It, it, because you knew the story of Edge, what why he had to retire, <clears throat> um, and I think that just made it a little bit more special, yeah. you know, in terms of no one saw it coming, and you could have a hundred guesses, and that's what that, that's the magic of the Rumble, and that's why for me the Men's Royal Rumble was really quite dis not disappointing, but it wasn't as good as other Royal Rumbles because there was no there was no swerve, you know, we had Andrade coming back, which was great, but you know this is. This is the sort of pinnacle. There was return. no Booker T or Kevin Nash, yeah. like Diesel coming. Yeah, there's no, there's no like, pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, a Booker yeah. T or a, a Diesel or like a Goldust coming back or a Mister Perfect. You know, that was that was a great Raw Rumble as well when Mister Perfect came back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But this that wasn't a cheap pop. This was this was a pop that actually meant something because Edge retired when he was on top. You know, and he retired he not because he wanted to. Yeah, it's not because he wanted to. It's because he had to. You know yep. that that's that's the difference. And I think it was just pure magic. And again, you saw the emotion in his face. Like he he must have been worried that would the fans still know because it was a long period of time he was out for. You know, it's like, and I think it just shows the connection he had with these fans. And I think this is what frustrates yeah. me about AEW because they have a bona fide star in Edge and they just shat the bed with him and it's really, really yep. frustrating. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as soon as that You Think You Know Me hits, it's like just goosebumps just even One of the best wrestling just... themes ever. 
Fucking um, insane. So look at last week's episode. <laughs> yeah, um, check out our back catalogue. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, again, just re-emphasising what you said, Hoxie, Edge return to the Royal Rumble is just phenomenal, and that's my number three. Yeah. It was nearly number three, which is funny, because we would have had exactly the fucking yeah. same thing again. Um, but my number three, it was just pipped to the post, um, and it was very, very close. Very, very. It could have been a, it could have been a gimme to both of them. Um, is an episode of Raw, uh, halfway through a rock promo, we get a countdown, and we get the introduction and the debut of Chris Jericho. Raw is Jericho. Um, I think it was. August 9th, 1999, um, which is weird that I remember that date. I think it is. <laughs> John, you will be Googling this while I'm talking about it. Just prove me right or prove me wrong. Um, if that's right, right I, I've forgot. I've probably forgot me and my missus' anniversary to remember that fucking date. It's so <laughs> strange. Um, but it's just, it's one of my most played moments. It's one of my goosebump moments. It's one of my favorite moments in wrestling. Um Jericho up until recently was my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, he's not doing himself any favors right now. So it sort of dropped him down a bit, say a bit, quite a lot. But him making that jump from WCW and, and, and interrupting the rock and you're already a made man doing that. You know what I mean? You, the way you're brought in at that level, they shit the bed a little bit with him afterwards. They, they really did. They really did yep. self admittedly by them and him. Um, but you get brought in as that you got that big countdown, you get the big Y2J thing coming on, all that stuff. Um, just as soon as you see you, the smash my microphone there, as soon <laughs> shh, shh, we're okay. As soon as we see the Titan Tron and it all goes dark and the smoke comes up, and then that Jericho name turns on that Titan Tron. And the reaction of that crowd when they see that Jericho, because they don't know who it is. They really don't know. There was no, no. there's no connection to a countdown with Jericho when he was in w WCW. There was, there's, there's no introduction to that. There's no fucking like promo packages or vignettes that had been done. It was like, what is this fucking countdown? Like, what's going on? And yeah. that, you, 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 you know what I mean? That, and then, then the music hits and the Jericho turns and it's just explosive and i watch it now it likes it gives me goosebumps i remember watching it when i was a kid like 12 years old 11 years old just before my birthday um yeah i remember watching it at my mate's house and just being like this is just one of the best coolest things ever and i didn't really know wcw that much back then like i used to watch it a little bit when it was because it yeah. used to be on my like channel five sometimes and stuff but i didn't really know jericho as much i wasn't a big fan but when I saw that introduction and and him, then I was like, I'm fucking sold on this guy. This guy's amazing. His little ponytail and his sparkly shirt yeah. is just just badass. And yeah, it it has to be towards the top for me because it's one of my most watched things. And and it just yeah, it gets all over me, fills me with joy, gives me the goosebumps, gives me all the feels, as the cool kids say. Um, yeah, number three, Jericho debuts on Raw. Yeah, I think for for a guy that was mid Carter at best in WCW. You know, he, he wasn't highly thought of in WCW. Not, not for really. the one to try, though. Not yeah, for the well, one exactly. to try. You know, no, absolutely. It was a victim but of he circumstance. Mid Carter at best. And then, as you say, to be put like against The Rock on the mic for your debut. I mean, 
You're, you are a main Sky man. in flight. And you know, Ooh. and that entrance is one of the best entrances. So it's one of the best debuts, but the Jericho entrance in general is just one of the best entrances, I think, when you think of like key WWE entrances. It's yep. phenomenal. It's, n- it's not on my list, but to be fair, it was on my wider list. Um, it was pipped pipped out fairly late on and I, again I sort of had an inclination that this would be on your list as well to be fair um, yeah. but yeah Y2J he's not doing himself any favours but you you still have to sort of respect what he did if, if you take away the AEW sort of side of it because I, I, I haven't liked his AEW if you, run if you take away AEW he's one of the greatest of all time 100% 100% he is potentially the best person that has ever remodelled his own character is constant reinvention yeah complete yep. reinvention constant and I, th- reinvention. I think i think he is probably the best at that out of everyone he said he gets he said he got that from um like the beatles and mick jagger and all that sort of stuff he states to do it's a lot to do with his music side that he gets that from if you're not moving and you're stale you need to do something about it um which i think is quite clever really it's quite clever because it, it you can do that in anything in life, yeah, or whatever absolutely. business or whatever, it's quite clever. Um, but yeah, he's take away his AW stuff, and people will argue yeah. the fact with his AW stuff, whatever. But he's not done himself any favors. But he's one of the greatest of all time. He really is. Yeah, you cannot compare Jericho from WWE to Jericho and AEW. It's just it's not possible. Yeah, um, he's even, mate, even his New Japan stuff was sick. The pain makers. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Brilliant. Omega and. Naito and all that sort of stuff. It's great. So great. Good stuff. Yep. Excellent, Hoxie. Your number three is a excellent shout. Moving on to your number two. Um, this was hard. Okay. So, my number one and my number two, this is the hard, usually, we, I think we've said this before, usually my number one is like, it's the first one on Locked the list. On. Locked in, easy. This is the closest, if not a gimme, than any list that I've ever done doing this podcast. Wow. Okay. Um, but I'm just going to go with the way that it makes me feel, make me felt then, and makes me feel when I watch it back and makes me feel now. Um, my number two is, it's another CM Punk moment. Okay. It's CM Punk returns to wrestling. That rampage um moment that rampage uh the first show that first rampage in 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 chicago we'll talk about this together then yeah yeah so like having him come back after that long and we were so ready for it i was so ready for it resting was ready for it AEW couldn't have been any more ready for it. They needed it. They needed this guy to come back and make this sort of an impact. I remember where I was. I remember what I was wearing. I remember who I was with. I remember how light it was outside. I can remember the weather. I can remember what I was, like I said, just every single thing about that moment in time. I remember watching it. I remember crying. I remember watching the first 10, 15 minutes of it. I remember rewinding it back. I remember watching it again and crying again and just getting all over me and being enthused and excited and reinvigorated about watching wrestling again with like with my dude there, my guy's back. 
like Kelly was next to me. We watched it in, in our bedroom upstairs. I plugged my laptop into my TV to watch it. And I was trying to explain to Kelly how much of a big deal of what is happening is happening. Um, I, I wasn't with Kelly when Punk, I've been with Kelly for right, a long okay. time. Punk wasn't really around then. No. And I tried to explain to her what, kind of a big deal it was it was like okay like i said like, i need to watch it like i'm going to put it on whatever plans we've had tonight or whatever we're going we're gonna to stop what we're going to do now and we're going i'm going to watch this okay she watched 10 minutes of it she watched the first minute of that show when it came on and the commentators didn't say anything it was just a crowd just yeah. going ballistic chanting his name um and when that cult of personality hit and the reaction and fucking hell mate it's ridiculous like total goosebumps um she was like okay kelly's not a wrestling fan she doesn't she doesn't she doesn't she, doesn't, she just tolerates it almost because of me and she was like okay i get it now it took took a minute literally what two minutes or whatever for her to understand how much of a big deal it was so for a non-wrestling fan who yeah. doesn't really get it and doesn't really understand who cm punk was or is or whatever for her to see that and have a reaction and then for me to have my own personal reaction of it and, and how much that means to me. Um, it's one of my, it's one of my most favorite moments in wrestling ever, not necessarily just the pop. Um, but fuck me, man. It was, they sold out that show in like, what was it? 20 minutes somewhere. Yeah. I think they just sold on the, just on the rumor, yeah. the rumor that he might be there. Um, I don't think that's ever happened before yeah. in wrestling. Um, there's well, a very, WWE. Very... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Survivor yeah. Survivor Series. So, but again, CM Punk. You know what I mean? It's... Yeah. I think I think WWE would have sold that out anyway. They would have sold yeah, that okay, show yeah, fair out. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think with AEW, it was like, we need to get, the, we need to get these tickets. This is going to happen. Um, if it didn't happen, fuck me, there would have been a riot in Chicago that night. Um, but... But I, I don't think I don't think anything like that has really happened in wrestling, to be fair. I think that's a really important I think we will look back and we talk about like important moments like a Hulk Hogan slams Andre or wh whatever these Montreal screw job and all that sort of stuff. I think we'll look back in 20, 30, 40 years time or whatever, and we will see that moment as a very, very pinnacle, like poignant moment in wrestling history, for good or for bad. Yeah, yeah. There's a story, a lot of a story after that. But that will be a big, big moment in history, um, and f for that reason, it's in it's important. But just for me personally, to have that guy come back and have that reaction and have that pop, it, it, it had to be towards the top of my list. It is so close. I'm almost turning. It, I'm almost talking myself to put Kevin as my number one, but we'll go to my number one, and I'll and I'll be okay. But. Um, it makes me emotional thinking about it now. It makes me like just thinking back to when I was. I know exactly where I was and what I was doing. Um, and this was what? How many years ago? Three, four years ago? Whatever it was. Three years ago. Whatever. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. It was, it was a visceral roar when that music hit. Guttural. It was. It was just... Everything out. Everything. It was like years of pent-up frustration that the yep. wrestling fans didn't have them there for and that release 
just sustained through the entire segment. So there was that major pop. So we said when he returned to WWE, it was exactly the same, but this was a different level. This was, yes. this was crazy. And then we talked about multiple pops. So, I mean, obviously he came out and there was the pop, but you know you are the guy when you can unzip your jacket and get a pop and then cross your legs in the middle of the ring and sit down and the pop was fucking You've said insane. fuck all. You've said no. he, didn't, he didn't even say clobbering time. He pointed at his fucking wrist and they done it for him. They did it for him. That's yep. it. Yeah, yeah. It was... I, I've <sighs> never experienced... So I said at the beginning with Triple H, I'd never experienced anything like that in terms of his return up until that moment. That... It, it, it's mind-boggling how big a pop that was. Yep. And, you know, it... The, he is, he's this generation's Hogan, you know, he's this generation's Stone Cold. He, he has to be put in that bracket, you know, in terms of, you know, everybody goes on about Roman Reigns as the GOAT, you know, he's the longest reign, but fucking hell, man, Reigns isn't going to get that pop if he went away for eight, nine, ten years, you know, and comes back. Pump, He'll pump get a reaction, was, but not that yeah. level. That's, pump, that's stratospheric, isn't it? Different. Punk it. Oh. Different different levels, man. It's just different levels. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. He has, you know, he's the voice of the voiceless. You know, you know, he, he is the voice. Of, he is, he is the guy that changed the status quo of what a wrestler should be. You know, he is the guy that he isn't the bodybuilder type that Vince likes, but he made Vince push him. You know, he he forced it upon him because he just got so over by himself. And then when he went away, obviously it was well documented, the issues he had in WWE at the very end. And then he was adamant he wasn't coming back. And then it was the stars, the moon and the planets and everything aligned. And he came back and the pop was just it. You know, and I don't think, I genuinely don't think we'll see anything like it in our lifetime again in wrestling i mean never say never i, I hope we do uh, oh, absolutely. That's, what, that's this is what wrestling is about these moments right um not necessarily these pops or whatever it's these moments. moments we live for these for these moments we have it in sport like um maybe not for you but for like like in england might win a world cup there's more chance of that happening in scotland winning the world cup right um or what you know what I mean you like I Sunderland, it, yeah. Sunderland winning the league or getting to a fucking final or, or an English team winning the Champions League in the last fucking minute, like a Man United beating Bayern Munich in, in yeah. Barcelona. Like it's all about these moments in time. Um and this is wrestling gives that because it's that beautiful fine line between the pageantry and the sport and the real life and and you get this just mix of of every emotion yep. guided to this one point and when it hits there's there's nothing better and nothing that's better. this is what it's all about is these is these moments in time and that's what we want that's what we want to so we want to see yeah and i think it's testament the fact that you know how good it is the fact that it's on our list at number two and yep. i don't know if I, we might have the same number one i'm not sure um it could be interesting it'll be interesting uh, but before we get to number ones, if yep. you haven't listened to the podcast before, as Hoxie says, why not? Go and listen to every episode we've done so far. Um, 
we have what's called an honourable mention. So it's something that should be on the list, but we need an extra slot. So yeah, we, we cheat and have 11 choices, basically. So our yeah. honourable mentions are going to be interesting. So my honourable mention, because it is my turn, because I was CM Punk as well, is one that you've already mentioned as well, is WrestleMania 18, Rock versus Hogan. And the reason I put it as my honourable mention is because it was, <laughs> as you said, it was from the very beginning of the event. That's what sold that event. So it was a, it was a pop or a crowd reaction right through. So I didn't feel it was appropriate just to put it on my list. I thought it was worthy of being on the list, but yep. because it had such a massive impact on the entire event, it was incredible. It was that match. I've never seen a crowd pop, but turn and pop for the other guy. I, I still to this day haven't seen that you know what I mean it's like if they're popping for The Rock and then 10 minutes into the match it switches and then they're popping for Hogan and booing The Rock I've, I've never seen a crowd change like that and it's just so fluid and natural and the fact that they called it like the audible in the ring right this is what we're now doing because we can feel it we know we can hear it it's it's just a thing of beauty we've talked about the match you've talked about it earlier but yeah, that, that Rock versus Hogan's very, very special. And, you know, for a large portion of the beginning of the match, they didn't do anything. They just stood there, you know. The face like off. That face look to face. When they both look in those different directions. Different directions. And they come back and then they look the other side. Like, you can't write production that, value and stuff. Like, to get that, to get those angles. And, like, as you say, those guys being clever enough to understand, let's work this. Like you said, they, they don't need to do anything. They could have stood there for another five minutes and the, the crowd Easily. would have been reacting the same way. They would have been reacting exactly the same way. It's just, yeah, special. Special, special, special moment. moment. That's it. Yep. And a WrestleMania moment to cut, cut that off as well. Big so, time. yeah, my, I'm not going to spend a lot of time because you've already talked about it yourself. But, uh, yeah, 18 Rock versus Hogan is my honourable mention. Over yep. to you, Mr. Hawks. My honourable mention is a bit of a blindside bit of a bit of a random one um we're gonna go back to 2017 now and we're gonna look at the united kingdom championship tournament okay so we're gonna basically look at tyler bate and pete dunn in the final of that tournament now this is going to be mainly more for personal reasons than it's going to be for anything else tyler I used to train with Tyler Bate. Um, he was like one of my pals. I trained with him. So I've got this scar on my wrist, the pin holding my wrist and my arm together off an elbow drop that I hit on him off the top rope. It's my claim to fame. Um, I, I watched this um, and I've never been so proud of anything to do with wrestling in, in my whole life i i haven't I, I didn't achieve this like it wasn't me i'm not going to say i had any hand in this whatsoever but to see pete who i've traveled with and been on shows with um and tyler who is like was one of my pals like i was talking to him like on fucking facebook like literally coming into this tournament like a few days before and he didn't let on that it was happening he was going to be part of it and all this sort of stuff it was just an amazing thing and to see him and pete go in there and they've wrestled each other thousands of times before and to go in there on an on a wwe event like premium live event or whatever you want to call it on that network um 
get to the final and then Tyler win was just the best thing. There was about 3,000 people in that ballroom in Blackpool. Um, they had a match, 20, 25-minute match, which was insane. Um, the reaction when Tyler wins, um, to wins that match is phenomenal. It's, it's an incredible pop. Um, the British fans make things. They make their events. We really do. Um, I was sat fucking like I was sat in bed. I was with Kelly, and I was just crying, just like with happiness and pride, like pr yeah. just proud of what those boys did and proud of what Tyler did. And British wrestling was gonna was gonna change because it was now in the spotlight of a WWE and they, a Triple H was was involved in what was going on with these guys. Like you've got Mandrews on there. You had Pete Dunne, you had Dan Maloney, Trent Seven, like the, the Scottish guys, like we, Wolfgang was on there. Jordan Devlin, who's now, um, uh, what's his name now? He's with the, with the, he's with Fergal, with Prince, with, uh, oh my God. JD McDonough. Yeah. JD McDonough. Yeah. He's with, um, what they called? Um, judgment day the judgment day um like tyson was there like t-bone i used to be on shows with t-bone and wrestle with t-bone and train with t-bone and stuff and just these these amazing guys that would go on there and have this show and, and as soon as tyler hit that tyler driver 97 and won that belt fuck me man that was just and the reaction and the pop from that was a big thing and um i said to you before we came or just before we started recording this popped into my head as I was finishing yeah. everything off. And I was like, oh my God. And it, it had to, it had to make my honorable mention just for the pride, the pride the, the, I just feel, I can remember watching it. I can remember jumping on messenger and messaging Tyler and just being like, mate, I fucking love you, man. Like that's just the, yeah. I was so proud and so happy for this kid. Um, just the best thing. Yeah. The best thing. So personally, it, it was a big deal, but it was a big reaction as well. It was a huge pop, 3,000 people in, in Blackpool, um, and they reacted like 10,000 people. Just the best thing. It's great. Take, you are different gravy, there, though, right? You said it yourself, yeah. UK crowds. We, we don't fuck it. about. I've been to NXT TakeOvers over here. I've been to Cardiff. I've been to Blackpool. And, dude, dude, we've got it all. We've got it it's all. goosebump time, and it's great to see Tyler Bate beat on SmackDown with Pete Dunne. Yeah, just now as well. It's, it's just phenomenal. So no, that's a that's a great personal story, and yeah. you know that's what we always discussed in terms of Mark out of ten. We we obviously have our opinions on wrestling, but Hoxie's got a unique insight in terms of wrestling because he is a wrestler. He knows a lot of um, um, UK wrestlers. He's met them, and I, I love the sort of personal feel to that. So yeah, it's really cool, Hoxie. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Yep. Awesome. Okay, so now. Ladies and gentlemen, we are now at the business end. We are number one. But what we usually do is we'll read through our uh, 10 to honourable mention. Um, and then Hoxie will give his number one first. And then it's me, I believe. That's, uh, that's the way it should go. But I'll, I'll start with mine. So my number 10 was Hogan slamming Andre. Number nine was Daniel Bryan, leave, Daniel Bryan leaving the Wyatt family. Number eight was Bulldog beating Bret Hart at SummerSlam 92. Number seven was Dolph Ziggler winning the heavyweight title, cashing in the money in the bank against Alberto Del Rio. Number six was Triple H's return at Madison Square Gardens after his uh, quad injury. Number five was Punk returning to WWE at Survivor Series. Number four 
was Austin coming back and beating the crap out of the Alliance. <laughs> Number three was Edge coming back at the Royal Rumble. Number two, Punk returning to wrestling in AEW. And my honourable mention is WrestleMania 18, Rock versus Hogan. Over to you. My number 10 was Hogan slamming Andre at Mania. Number 9, the Hardys return, WrestleMania 33. Uh, number 8, Canadian Stampede in your house, 97. Number 7, Punk returns at Survivor Series. Number 6, Rock versus Hogan, Mania 18. Number 5, CM Punk, Money in the Bank, 2011. Number 4, Edge returns at the Royal Rumble. Number 3, Jericho debuts. Number 2, Punk returns to wrestling. Uh, my honourable mention is NXT TakeOver Tournament Final. Uh, Tyler Bate beating Pete Dunne. Um, Great shout. Yeah. Yeah. Great shout. And Hoxie, your number one of your top ten crowd moments, best pops that you think of, your number one is? Stone Cold comes back to help Mick Foley at Raw. <laughs> number one. <laughs> <laughs> you got the same? Yeah, same one. Yeah, yeah. It had to be. It is the biggest pop in wrestling history. Yeah, um, I think we, uh, the, yeah, it, the, the ultimate pop. We talk about like Road Warrior pop. It's like a term, isn't it? Um, the the Stone Cold Foley pop needs to probably be it rather than rather than the uh, Road Warrior pop. Um, you've got New Age Outlaws are in there. You've got like it, it's Shamrock, yeah, Mankind Rock. It's all going off. It's all going off, basically. And you have The Rock against Mankind. Lol schmoz. Loads of stuff going on. All this fighting and crap happening and people have been chair-shotted and fucking all this stuff kicking off. And then all you hear is the glass smash. And you have Stone Cold coming in to basically restore a little bit of order, shall we say. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Gives the rock the old gimmick, ding dang do. Foley crawls onto him. Ref turns around. One, two, three. So you get the absolutely monstrous pop from a crowd reaction from when that glass smashes. Because no one's really people. There's a couple of people in the crowd. You watch the clip back, and there's a couple of people looking towards the the aisle. And that was always a bit of a thing back then because it was like, oh, who's mm -hmm. coming out or what's going to happen next or whatever. People used to do that. They would look, but nobody yeah. expected Stone Cold. Nobody expected that glass to smash. Nobody expected that reaction. The crowd erupt, literally erupted. Um, the noise, like the like the, the, the speakers, uh, the, the, the microphones were like peaking in the venue, like on the television and stuff. Like it didn't catch the whole noise because they were like, topping out um of that reaction just stone cold coming down and his fucking hunter gear with his cap on like his, his, his and just coming in and, and sorting it all out and then you get the pop for foley it's another moment another important time in wrestling Massive. um you, you you might have spoke about this with with your bit um but that's the butts in seats moment from wcw the tony yeah. shivani oh we know uh, Mankind and uh, Mick Foley also used to wrestle here. He wrestled over there as Mankind is going to win the WWE title. Oh, I bet that's going to put butts in seats. 
Um, how many thousands was it? Was it 350,000 people turned the channel? Like that, yeah. And they never came back, and that was it. Put butts in seats, and they never lifted off again. Uh, exactly. So um, it's a really poignant moment in wrestling history. Um, it's a great moment because Foley won the championship, and he fucking deserved it because he was 100%. he was just an amazing performer. Um, and then we have Stone Cold um, just comes it comes in. Um, just oh, do you know what? I'm gonna have to fucking watch it, mate. I don't care. We're gonna I'm gonna call an audible here. Stone Cold helps. What what I'll do at this? I'll I'll watch it as well. What I'll do is I'll put a pause in the video just now because obviously you see your faces. So it'll I'll actually link the pop and I'll show the video on this. Okay, fuck it. If I get taken down on YouTube, I get taken down. But let's just watch it just, just now. Just mirror um, the fucking scene. pure noise you know it's like you've got the the glass smash it's like two seconds in and then it's just the commentators are screaming and you can barely hear them like the commentators like it's the noise is that loud it's over the commentator sound coming through the fucking telly so good it's just next level and it's a tone man it's do you know you get like some wrestlers you come in and you have maybe more of a a um uh uh, like a female tone or whatever. And you get some wrestlers yep. who come in; it's more maybe deeper for the for the guys or whatever. It's just everything, just everything. Everyone's there. Sorry, Stone Cold helps McFoley win the WWE title and Raw number one moment. Number one easy has to be easy. I, I think does. I think. <laughs> I think Punk return to AEW. Is more of a personal thing, yeah, right. But I know where you're going in here. terms yeah, yeah. of you know. Yeah. But this, in terms of wrestling, in terms of the entire industry, for the reasons you said, you know, the pop for one, the glass smash, fully winning it, deservedly so, and the the moment of the, the sort of Monday Night Wars, this was the beginning of the end, right? It's like this this is it. This is this is this is the start of it. And yeah. that pop is the thing that pushed WWE just to keep on going. Just yeah. keep on going. And we wouldn't have I don't think we'd have the business as we have it now without that. And 
it's that moment in time again. We've talked it all through the list. It's about moments, and that is the moment in terms of crowd reactions for me. Simple. Yep. Yeah, I was, I was, I was almost talking myself out of it when I was explaining my number two, um, but now we're on yeah. this. I'm just like, yeah, I can see why now. I can see why. Th this yeah. was my number one. This was my number one from the beginning. It was. It was like one move. of one of the first ones on there, if you know what I mean. And then yeah, when yeah. I thought about it, it was like, oh god. But yeah, it was. It was the closest it's been ever. Like in this list, it's, definitely. It's like it's like anything with Austin, though, right? It's like it's the benchmark. You know, because Austin, yeah. I mean, I know we talk about on Mount Rushmore stuff, Austin's got to be the GOAT, right? In terms of wrestling, not not like in terms of in-ring ability, but in terms of everything, in terms of money brought in, we've talked about this in best WWE um, like champions. He's got to be there, you know, mm -hmm. he is the benchmark, he is mm -hmm. the gold standard. Yep. And, you know, this, this just epitomizes it. So, yes. Awesome. It's the ultimate moment for the ultimate professional wrestler. Superstar. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and love it. Thank you for that, Hoxie. It's a great. That's another great list. I've really enjoyed doing this one. I think yes, very much. We so. could have had, we could have had a top twenty because there's so much more we could have done. Like we we didn't really touch on warrior pops. You know, there's so many warrior pops we could have done. There's when he beat Honky Tonk for the title. That's a big one. You know, Fuck me, mate. warriors entrance. You know. Cena. Um, Cena, Cena losing to Van Damme at ECW One Night Stand. That's a fucking huge pop. We look at the match with Miss Elizabeth you've got, you've got Goldberg beating Hogan at the, at the Georgia Dome. You've got yeah. Sting coming down from the rafters to beat fuck at the NWO. All this crazy yeah. stuff. There's lots. Like I say, ma Macho Man Miss Elizabeth at the end of the Hogan fight. You know, them coming back together. That pop, again, emotional touches. On the shoulders. There's just so just so many fucking weird dig it dig it if you agree with our lists everybody make sure you um or if you disagree with the lists if you disagree then like well, fuck yourself fuck but, you no in, in all serious <laughs> um uh yeah let us know what you think of our list do you agree do you disagree let us know at wrestlemark10 at gmail.com um you could tweet us at mark underscore out of 10 or follow us on instagram and DM us. I, I don't really use Instagram, so I don't know what the, the buzzwords are. Just, just do the Instagram stuff. Um, it's all yeah, comment on our YouTube hashtag. Yeah, fucking hashtag Mu Ten stuff. Apparently, yeah, yeah absolutely. Hashtag Mu Ten everything. Hashtag make sure, make sure you like the video on YouTube. Make sure you give it five stars on Apple, on Spotify, all that jazz, and share it with a friend. It does help the podcast grow. Um, next week's list. I will talk I, about the algorithm until the cows come home. Any share it's all about the algorithm like is is important so just please do what you can to do what you can I, I don't know did i talk to you about what, what i think we should do our next top 10 we haven't discussed this i don't think I don't, um I don't i've had it in my list so I, I thought i did i was thinking what we could do top 10 feuds in wrestling yes yes do that yeah because we can talk about wrestling then not how it makes me feel wrestling. we can talk about actual wrestling r-e-s-s-l-i and that's wrestling we can talk about some crazy yep. shit that works for me. So that's it. What's the top you guys? 10 wrestling top 10 feuds? Wrestling feuds. Um, that's going to be the next one on Mark Out of 10. <clears throat> Thank you to everybody that's listened. Hope you have a fantastic one. Um, as I say, if you see the video here, um, it means it's worked. If you don't see the video, then something's went Pete Tong. Uh, but yeah, thank you from Shields. Goodbye and Hoxie. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.